Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag free, whoever he is. Get your blood fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to person. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And welcome to the new year, 20. 23 moving on from 2022 is certainly welcome however eventually i'll have to learn the lesson that it can always get worse indeed it (laughs) will always get worse but hopefully the old year doesn't hold the new year's beer only time will tell though we uh welcome in the new year with good news out of idaho at least there is a suspect identified in the quadruple murder of four college students Apparently, the guy they suspect uh, actually finished off his own semester at a neighboring college in Washington before heading off to hiding in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania, where they have now detained him. Is that correct? That is correct. Guy was a real psycho, real Bundy type. A vegan who, uh, well, he had problems with the slaughter of animals, but not the slaughter of people. I think he was a vegan because he was uh, obsessively concerned with his own health. So oh, that would okay. just be like a, a branch of his narcissism, an extension of his narcissism. Got it. Not like a animal or human welfare issue. Got right. it. Okay. We'll get into that. Plus uh, a bizarre Twitter exchange between Andrew Tate and Greta Thunbear. Always want to pronounce it correctly. Greta Thunbear results in Tate's arrest in Romania on charges of rape and human trafficking. Yeah. This is, uh, well, a lot of a lot of oddities in this story. That I look forward to discussing. I need someone to tell me what to think of this. You know? <laughs> I, after reviewing it, and I'm sure there will be plenty of pushback. And when we get to the story, I will fully admit um, I have not paid full attention to this Andrew Tate character and uh, yeah. didn't particularly want to spend a large volume of my holiday digging into that. So, with my limited 
look into this story. I've decided I basically hate everyone. I'm going to go yeah, with that. I know. We'll discuss yeah. why. Plus, the first openly gay Republican elected to Congress, at least as a new member. The, the record here is somewhat, somewhat uh, obscure, but the first openly gay Republican elected to Congress as a new member has been living a lie on the campaign trail for months, even years. That's right. Turns out the Brazilian guy named Santos is not, in fact, Jewish. He lied the whole time, among other lies. He's Jewish. He's Jewish, but he's not Jewish. Can't believe it. And before we get out of here, we have hoax hate. And tonight's movie review is Blade Runner 2049. Will I find some enjoyment in the sequel to one of my most hated movies of all time? Stick around and find out later. And will Blonde hate the sequel to one of her most loved movies of all time? It actually works both ways this this time. <laughs> we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers of course it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website that is mattchristensenmedia.com we also have show merchandise for sale on the website plus we have offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well this week's feature business is our friends at western razor company most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. The high noon safety razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long lasting construction and uses widely available double edge razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long term co uh, cost. And Western Razor has launched new products to ring in the new year as well. The value pack comes with the high noon razor plus 50 U.S. made blades. There's a fine leather razor cover as well for protected travel and storage. And now the High Noon Razor is available in exotic limited edition plating options, including gold, rose gold, and dark ruthenium. It's so exotic, I don't even know how to pronounce it. That's how exotic <laughs> it is. Shave better and less expensively. And support American manufacturing. When you pick up a Western Razor, you can get 10% off your entire order using promo code MAT10. That's promo code MAT10 for 10% off everything from Western Razor. Find everything you need from Western Razor, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Snore and Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. Uh, quick announcement. We are, of course, back on the regular show schedule now, the call-in yeah. show Returns this Wednesday, January 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern time after the holiday break. Sunday Yay. shows. We're, we're at our regular schedule tonight, uh, obviously. And then uh, that we'll resume on our regular schedule Sundays at 9 Eastern going forward. And uh, last little announcement. I've been back and forth with the people at Zoom all of the holiday break credit to them. They're actually responsive with me between Christmas and new year. So yeah, but they're gaslighting you about what's going on. Well, uh, they've changed something such that, as we mentioned last week, such that, uh, we cannot get blondes mic at the optimum quality and have to settle for slightly subpar, uh, 
Anyway, <laughs> um, they're they're trying to tell me that there's no problem at all, and it, there's only a fan in the background or something, even though we've changed nothing. And they uh, their software has updated, and it doesn't work like it once did. Anyway, we don't need to go into that depth, but uh, we're working on it. And thank you for patience with any drop in audio quality that you may experience. It should be better than last week, though. So there's well, that. Uh, and last last week's fine too. It's just you hate when things are. You hate fixing things that aren't broken, and this is an episode of that, but uh, hopefully we'll get it resolved. Uh, There was some sort of of possible terror attack at the New Year's Eve events in New York City last night. Yeah, do we even have that sounder anymore? I don't It's been so long. (laughs) You know, I forgot. I would have searched my computer for it and prepped it, but we didn't include this in the show until later. And I just ran out of time, but yes, the, the old, uh, nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week was the old sound intro. Yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to think that any Muslim terrorist probably did it for like a good reason. We, we should be more considerate. We We should should. also, his name is Trevor Bickford. He looked pretty white to me. Recent convert sources say. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he attacked a group of NYPD officers, didn't kill anybody, but swung at three officers, two got blows in the head, one had a laceration, the other a skull fracture. So like a, yeah, a lot of damage, but not a crazy amount. No one got decapitated. It's not like your standard well, Muslim. Is jam, that right? is that because of lack of skill or if you take a swing at someone's skull yeah. with uh, what looks like a fairly sizable blade, there is a photo in this story. Uh, yeah, new convert. You know they haven't given him the old. Uh, okay. Yeah, the old. Uh, what, is there like a teaching school for beheading? Uh, well, apparently this guy needs to go. Um, he does. Seriously speaking, all police involved are they're fine. Are are well, they're injured, but they're going to recover. Non life threatening. Yeah, they'll be fine. And then he got shot. The the yeah. got shot in the shoulder by one of the the cops, and he's going to be fine too. Um. But yeah, he was already on the FBI's counterterrorism task force because he had been posting jihadist stuff online um, and he was talking about how he wanted to go to Afghanistan. So he was already on their radar and he went to New York to seek out police officers, police officers specifically NYPD. Yeah, uh, recent this same high level police source speaking with Fox News Digital says that he recently converted to Islam and then tipster tells him about Afghanistan, too. So how recently unclear, but uh the FBI apparently was monitoring him in between monitoring of angry moms at school board meetings and all the other pressing tasks that they have. Yeah, really? Maybe they should reallocate some resources or maybe they should have no resources. That's, that's the dream for the new year. No resources for the FBI. Yeah. Well, uh, more pressing news. Clearly. Did you see the waffle house fight? What do you mean? Oh God, you didn't find entertainment in this. Oh, I found it entertaining, but then I hated myself for being entertained by it. <laughs> there were a lot of feelings. That, well, that we, made me feel. we have seen plenty of fast food restaurant fights on this show. Usually Popeye's is the venue of choice. Several Popeye's episodes. But this one has become legend, um, not just due to the typical mob combat that we see in these settings, but because uh, of one attacker throwing chairs at a stoic woman, a Waffle House employee, at least at the time, behind the counter, blocking the chair attack without a flinch. This happened in Austin, Texas. Again, it's at a Waffle House. Um, it actually occurred months ago, but went viral on Twitter this week. 
As we'll hear, some customers entered the store late at night and sat in a section of the restaurant that was closed when they were told that they needed to get in line like everybody else. It was apparently crowded at the time. They need to get in line to get their food. Well, these particular patrons reacted with hostility. Eventually, one young woman climbed over the counter. Actually, what happened is the uh, the stoic Waffle House employee threw a salt shaker at her, which prompted the angry young young woman patron to climb over the counter and then the fight was on now when i prepped this clip again this was an instance of susan doing everything in her power to block me from showing images of there's nothing gory about this it's just people punching each other susan said no at least it was age restricted i had to mirror the video to pass susan's test so bear with some less than ideal presentation but this is the idea Not graceful. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, yo, they still oh, oh, my God, bro. You, you wildin'. Yo, chill. You going to, you about to go to jail. Chill. Y'all about to go to jail. You wildin'. Is he saying you wildin'? I, I couldn't tell. I thought he was saying your wallet, like you dropped your wallet. No, no. <laughs> but that's no, not what he's saying. I think he said you, like you wildin'. Something girl. like that. I have no idea what he's saying. Uh, this is going to be every American city in 2030. This is just a crystal ball, you say? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, is there, a, is there a better argument than this video against multiculturalism? <laughs> I, will let there... the, I will let the video speak for itself. I can't believe this didn't happen in Florida or Minneapolis for that matter. This was where Texas. Uh, yes, this was Austin, Texas. Austin, you say? Yeah. Uh, did you see uh, whether or not it's a predictor for the future? It has become meme magic. Did you see the Avengers edit? No, I have not. Well, once again, Susan's uh, copyright bot uh, made it difficult. But here's a the 10 seconds of the Avengers music edit that I can show you. Even the actress who played Wonder Woman weighed in on this. Uh, her name uh, in the 70s, uh, Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman actress is Linda Carter. And she says, hey, I trained at Waffle House, showing a video of her as Wonder Woman protecting herself from a chair attack. <laughs> uh, now, it's even more impressive when you consider exactly who was attacking this young woman behind the counter. Another angle of the incident has emerged and you didn't see it in the first one, but check out, check out who's uh, actually attacking here. (laughs) John Cena threw a chair at her and she still fought it off. So incredible toughness. She looked so pissed off. Well, I mentioned this actually happened months ago. We know this because the young woman behind the counter, her name is Haley. She posted a 20 minute video to YouTube this week explaining what happened and her side of the story. She says that she wasn't fired by Waffle House at the time, but she decided to leave a few months later. She has since tried to work at another Waffle House restaurant, but says she's blacklisted by the company and uh, get a load of her description of events. What had happened was 
No. <laughs> God. <laughs> we had one side of the store closed because we were trying to cut down on traffic. They sit on a table in the corner that's closed off. I just want my food. I'm gonna make that white bitch cook my food. Da 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 da. I'm gonna make this white bitch. That white bitch thinks she not gonna make my food. I'm gonna make her make my food. Da 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 da. da. And I grabbed a sugar shaker in my hand, right? And I chucked that bitch. <laughs> Because she was still jacking her jaw. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. Bitch, if you're feeling froggy, jump. I was blacklisted. So it was kind of like I can't ever work for Waffle House again. I tried working for another one um, like sometime earlier this year. And I had found out that I was blacklisted. <laughs> Lol. Good for her. White woman rising. That sounded like her description sounded like a like a parody of the Fergie song "My Humps." I'm gonna make 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 that white bitch cook my. Well, she food. was mocking the <laughs> mocking their stupid ebonics. Yeah, no, it's just, I presume the way she delivered it reminded me of my humps and made me laugh. I hope uh, <laughs> there's opportunity for some kind of parody there. To be fair, right. though, I, I don't know white trash versus ghetto black people. I don't even know who would win that fight. Well, she won this round, although uh, yeah. police did arrive and they made the attackers or the, the group who was unruly in their patronage of uh, of Waffle House. They made them leave, but there were no arrests or no charges. So the only mm. punishment that has been given out is to Haley, who valiantly defended Waffle House's honor and is now blacklisted for her efforts. Uh, <laughs> but considering the context, I think it should be the list of color because blacklisted is very negative in this connotation. <laughs> Haley has been listed of color from ever right, working right. at Waffle House again. Man, but maybe she things will always um, happen at a Waffle House, don't they? Well, or well, Popeye. The Waffle House has a long way to go to catch up to Popeye's, but maybe she'll be able to uh, get a new job opportunity out of this newfound viral fame. We've seen some stuff happen at a Wendy's and a Church's Chicken, if we're going to be fair. I don't even remember. There have been so many of them. I don't even I don't even know what church's chicken is, but uh, and we had a McDonald's attack. Oh, the McDonald's one was lethal. I do remember that, but there was no video. But that there was a killing. What, the at black guy, the black dude, the, the bike messenger killed somebody. There was a, a fatal McDonald's killing that uh, that we talked about. I, I remember gen- uh, generally, but not the specific details. Anyway. Serious news. The new Congress is set to be sworn in uh, Tuesday, January 3rd. But before that happens, a new speaker has to be selected and Kevin McCarthy still does not have the votes. There's a small faction of so-called never Kevin Republicans who are keeping McCarthy short of the necessary 218 votes to gain the gavel. There is also a larger group of so-called only Kevin Republicans who say they will not support any other member for speaker. McCarthy has been trying to negotiate with his opponents, but as of Friday, no deal had been reached. If a candidate for speaker doesn't get the necessary 218 votes on the first ballot, another roll call is taken and on and on and on until eventually, theoretically, somebody gets a majority of votes. But both McCarthy supporters and opponents have indicated uh, they they think that's going to happen. They think that this this vote is going to go to a second ballot. Hasn't happened since 1923. If Republicans remain gridlocked after several ballots, there would likely be some sort of emergency meeting among Republicans in private. And if McCarthy can't sway his opponents, an alternative candidate could emerge. Steve, uh, Steve Scalise has been speculated to be an alternative candidate. 
House members could also opt to change how they elect the speaker, like accepting a plurality, uh, a plurality winner rather, instead of a majority. That did happen in the 1850s. They could also drop candidates with uh, the fewest votes before repeating the vote to try to consolidate a majority. Bottom line, the House Republican majority is already incredibly weak, just numerically. And regardless of what happens here with the selection of speaker, that speaker is likely to be very weak with very slim support, which means he's going to have to make a lot of concessions and deals with people he probably shouldn't. This in combination with the omnibus bill we've just watched uh, Mitch McConnell uh, uh, secure. We see several Republicans in leadership more interested in working with Democrats than the people they don't like in their own party. McCarthy has said he doesn't want any Democrat support or isn't trying to swing any moderate Democrat support. There's no indication that he's doing that now. But you have the point is you have a fractured Republican Party with a very slim majority. And uh, we're, we're, the the dynamic that we just saw with McConnell in the Senate in working with Democrats to secure a deal on the omnibus bill, given these circumstances, I would expect potentially a similar dynamic to emerge in the House. We shall see. It's fine. doesn't matter. If only we could get an easy path for I have several topics of this theme or really one more later, but it makes me feel stupid for having such high hopes for the midterms in the first place. Oh, if only we had sent the right people to vote for Kevin McCarthy for speaker, yeah. then we'd all be then we'd all be saved. I mean, I I won't discredit it fully. Obviously, that's a that's an obstacle for Biden. But I don't know. Our, our mere speed bumps going to be enough given the trajectory of our country at this point no it doesn't matter that's a very freeing thought you know I'm you don't have to there. get a caught up with the minutia of politics if this doesn't matter at all well here's another speed bump uh oh i don't have my title 42 article that's all right uh i got notes on it we'll, we'll get to this uh news on the supreme court's dobbs leak in a second but before we do um before the uh, break the supreme court had put the Title 42 border policy that allows for immediate expulsion of illegal immigrants caught at the border on hold. And Congress, of course, couldn't work out a deal on a permanent policy as part of the omnibus bill. Title 42, this border policy, uh, as part of uh, that development, would remain in, in place until the court could hear challenge to letting it expire. Now we know the court will hear the case at the end of February and the Title 42 border policy again, of immediate expulsion without an opportunity for an asylum hearing for illegal border crossers will continue until then. This move is the result of 19 states appealing to the Supreme Court to defend the Title 42 policy. When the case is heard, the only issue the court will decide on is if these states have standing to challenge the policy. If they do, the case will return to the D.C. Circuit uh, Appeals Court for the states to pursue an appeal. If the court decides that the states do not have standing, then Title 42 will end as it was expected to a few weeks ago. So no real new development there. It's again, we're in limbo with kind of a a made up border policy not approved by Congress and Congress unable to craft an actual border policy. Meanwhile, we have hordes crossing the border anyway, and that will probably continue regardless of what the policy ends up being. Fine. Pretty soon the citizens are going to have to take care of it. Uh, they, there will, yeah, necessity at some point will likely take over. Uh, and speaking of the Supreme Court, Chief Justice John Roberts issued his year end report for 2022 and highlighted the importance of judicial security 
Oh, I can really? Think of, I can think of an instance of judicial security being compromised. Is it one year. of several leaks? He, uh, <laughs> yeah. he did not address the leak of the Dobbs decision. Of course, the case that overturned Roe versus Wade or the investigation into that leak. It is expected that the court will release its uh, investigation findings right after they release the Epstein client list and uh, after they release the Paul Pelosi body cam footage. So very soon. Just wait. Oh, Lord. Other legal news. Hey, remember way back in April, the prosecutions of the men involved in the so-called Whitmer kidnapping plot resulted in acquittals and hung juries. No convictions. Then in August, Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr. went back on trial for the same charges, conspiracy to kidnap and possession of a weapon of mass destruction. And they were convicted on the second go around. And on Tuesday, they were each sentenced to 16 years in prison. Holy this is 19 smokes. and a half. Did I get it wrong? Many years in prison. I might have written it down wrong. Almost 20 years in prison, I guess. Dude, this is why recognizing glowies within your own social circle is so important. One of, one of us. I don't know. Do I recognize you? Do you recognize me? That is wildly disproportionate for something that did not even happen. Well, uh, a few things. Speaking of how this happened. I'll get to that in a minute. Cause there are a, a few things to consider here. I spoke about this when these cases were re-prosecuted. I cannot see how this is not a fifth amendment, double jeopardy violation. Yeah. The first trials did not se- secure conviction because the prosecution did not convince the jury. Mm-hmm. When that happens, at least in my opinion, uh, that is a second prosecution that should be barred by the fifth amendment and the prohibition against double they jeopardy. Did, they declared a mistrial, right? Uh, no, it was just a hung jury. The jury could not uh, reach a conclusion. That's how that first trial ended for these two. Okay. Now, the history of double jeopardy case law is somewhat complicated. In that prior video, I go through it. General summary is if there's some sort of natural disaster that interrupts a trial. You know, sure. Reprosecute. Uh, events outside of the control of the prosecution that interrupt or complicate a trial. Okay. That's that's not the prosecution's fault. Um, But in but this case, again, it was simply the prosecution getting their fair attempt with the jury and failing to secure a conviction. Mm -hmm. Then they got a second try. They got to learn from their mistakes the first time and they got a second try. And that's because we've decided for reasons I find to be silly that if you have a hung jury, you can go ahead and prosecute again, even though you didn't secure a conviction and you've already been put on trial. Anyway, another note, you mentioned uh, how this actually happened. Adam Fox, he's the guy on the right side of your screen. He was personally recruited to the group by Dan the Fed. Dan the Fed is the uh, kind of the the central FBI informant in this entire case. In many cases, he was the guy just kind of proposing ideas. Hey, why don't we yeah. uh, all go down to the gun range and do some trading and I'll get you guys. Why don't we travel to Wisconsin for a group meeting and I'll get you hotel rooms in the case of Adam Fox. He personally recruited Adam Fox into the group as in Adam Fox's membership in this so-called militia of extremists. His membership is attributable solely to a federal informant working for the FBI at the time. Right. This is their their prized conviction. Their prized conviction does not happen were it not for federal agent involvement to bring him into the plot in the first place. 
Yeah. No feds, no Adam Fox Randy conviction. Lieber period. written all over it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 indisputably true. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, speaking of, uh, I was going to say speaking of feds, but of course Ray Epps is not a fed. Uh, but uh, he he sure has poor choices of words. That's what we're supposed to believe. Yeah, what a douche. Um, so in these recently um, released records from the January 6th House Committee, uh, they're like loosely redacted. But anyway, in it, Ray Epps tells his nephew that he orchestrated what transpired in January 6th. Um, where's the direct quote? Uh, his nephew texted Epps on the morning of January 6th saying, you and Jim be safe. Jim is Epps' son. Um, hours later at 2.12 p.m., as the violence at the Capitol was getting underway, Epps responded with a brag. I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. Yeah. So the, the investigators are like, what did you mean by that? And he says, I just meant that I got, you have to understand our relationship, uncle, nephew. We hunt together. We fun with each other. We do that kind of stuff. He said, what I meant by orchestrate, I helped people get there. No one in the history of mankind has used the word orchestrate in that way ever. Well, no ever in his defense, it, like, when he says we fun with each other, he might be bad with words, I guess. But yeah, it's true. You don't really orchestrate a picnic. You don't really orchestrate a walk in the park. No, no. You orchestrate a coup. A, a crime. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah, um, it, it's not just weird. It's it's illuminating. Hmm. Uh, we all knew, you know, Ray Epps has Fed written all over him. Is this the Fed game that, that they're operating with right now? Like older men that stand out in the crowd to millennials and Gen Zers as Feds? Baked Alaska, Fed, Fed, Fed. People could just tell, like, you, sir, are a Fed. And that's interesting. That viral clip, Baked Alaska is going to jail very yeah. soon. Yeah for it, i forget the exact charge but it's it's generally like a trespass type thing uh ray apps who he was yelling at the night before fed 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 that guy is speaking to the house january 6th committee saying i orchestrated it or at least describing a text in which he said that i orchestrated it and he has never been charged he has never been well, of course not i mean i'm sure he's on FBI payroll or they're doing something for him and they deny or they have blackmail on him. I don't know how how this works. Well, I have to, if if they're asking me to believe that he's not involved with the feds in any way, then I'm supposed to believe that he's just a guy who has more convincing evidence than the vast majority of the people they've already successfully prosecuted. Maybe not the vast majority because there there were crimes committed. I don't want to overstate, but they've successfully prosecuted and jailed people for things less convincing than texts that say I orchestrated it. Yeah. And then they're ignoring it in this context. They've aggressively prosecuted this in every other instance. But when it comes to Ray Epps, you have an explicit admission of organizing the events and they don't care. And we're supposed to accept that. Well, it's not that they don't care. They have to protect their assets. Well, they expect us to believe that they don't care. That's their excuse. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at any standard leftist, if you talk to any standard leftist about this, they're going to be like, oh, the FBI is just using all the tools that they have available to find people that want to commit violence in, in the Capitol, that want to that raise a coup. They would say that. I mean, I don't think the average leftist really cares at face value what actually happened here. Uh, no, the whole thing is a tool for a bigger purpose. I, I certainly would agree with that. Anyway, the January 6th committee is over. We don't have to worry about that anymore. 
Although I'm sure they'll figure out a way to charge Trump and it won't be the end of it. But uh, the trial that you really want to pay attention to <laughs> trial of the century. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my sources say the much anticipated I doubt it trial or the dumpster defender trial, the trial for the Texas father and son who shot their neighbor during an alleyway dumpster dispute after the neighbor threatened to kill them and advanced on them with a baseball bat and they had guns. So it was a very poor decision. That case is finally set to begin trial on January 23rd. This after the actual incident in question happened on September or in September 2018, as in more than four How is years that possible? ago. We didn't even have kids then. COVID. So long ago. COVID. Uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, other, another story to catch up on. Uh, it looks like bad news for the father of James Younger. This has been the uh, the frequently followed, including by this show, the story of the the young. Uh, well, uh, Jeff Younger is the father of James Younger, who's a little boy in Texas. His mom is uh, a doctor. Is, is she a pediatrician? I forget. She's a pediatrician. Exactly. Yeah, which and actually she, factors heavily into this case. But for those of yeah. you that don't remember, um, Jeffrey Younger and he was married to a pediatrician. She couldn't get pregnant. They used donor eggs and his sperm to have two children. Yeah, I think both sons um, through IVF. So he is the only biological parent in this case. And uh, because children are easily influenced, especially by their by their parents, the mother after they got divorced, um, like was subtly convincing uh, the son that he wanted to transition to um to being a girl and what she said um in this case uh was that he picked out a toy or something from mcdonald's and he wanted to wear dresses and then he was like emulating female lead characters in disney's frozen so she brought the son james to a counselor at the children's hospital where she works um and that counselor advised her to socially transition the boy which means him wearing dresses, going by the name Luna. Um, the father was immediately opposed to this, immediately opposed. And we talked about this video at the time. Um, this was posted on Heavy, but the father asked the boy, James, you're a boy, right? And he says, no, I'm a girl. And the father says, who told you you're a girl? And he says, mommy. And so he, he also says, she buys me headband. She gets me hair clips. She paints my nails. So I think that this is one of those things like, like my daughter runs around and she's like, I'm a boy. I'm like, you don't know what's going on. It doesn't mean anything. But uh, the mom attached all of this meaning probably for more nefarious purposes. What it looks like is that she was a pediatrician. Her name's Dr. Ann Georgilis, Gorgilis. I don't know how yeah. to say this. Um, and there was this agenda at this hospital to have this, this, um, inclusive environment and to be known as kind of a transition center. And so she's using her son as, as this poster boy for, for transitioning, um, at the hospital in, in which she works. It's just absolutely incredible. This is all in the court documents anyway. So, um, the father has been trying to stop this happening for, for years. We've talked, we talked about it years and years ago. And this was kind of like the last thing that he can do. He is prevented by the courts of Texas um, from stopping the boy's medical mutilation by the mother. And he's going to start hormone therapy in California. So the Supreme Court of Texas denied his mandamus, which terminates his parental rights. And the mother was able to take the children to California. And then there's this uh, new California law starting on Sunday today. 
that children in a given state will not be returned to their home state in the event that the home state would prevent the children from being medically transitioned. So now she's safe in California. He has no parental rights and she's going to start medically transitioning this boy, even though she has no biological relationship to him. Hmm. They've just terminated this man's parental rights. Who is the, the biological father? This is so outrageous. That, like I, I, I can't even believe it's happening. Like what is a man like this to do? You're leaving him with no options. It's like yeah. it's like murder the mother time. Ah, <laughs> uh, metaphorically, uh, in the yeah, I mean, uh, in a fan fiction do that. case about this. But his back is totally against the wall. He's 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 done everything he can through the legal system. His his child, his child, not her child, his child, taken away and is being abused at the hands of his non-biological parent and he's no longer the custodial parent it's, and the state of california now eager to host it by the way and i know you mentioned yeah. that but it's just a point that bears emphasis uh sanctuary state for child transitions as of yeah. january 1st 2023 i might want to look into that a little bit more on my own time because uh, what the legality behind all of this uh, is 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 interesting to me and i know i've said this before but more than anything, this really demonstrates the importance of choosing a, a, a life partner. I hate that term, but, you know, choosing a spouse that has the same um, worldview that you have. Like he he the only real mistake this guy has, has has made is that he married the wrong woman. He married an insane woman that probably never shared any values with him. Right. Life goals discussed first. And if it doesn't come up in that conversation, the child tranny question is number two. <laughs> I know. When you're on your first date. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so unfair. I feel so bad for this little boy. So uh, it, it is very sad. It is very tragic. I hope that there's some other option he's able to exercise. But uh, if there's uh, if there are more developments in this case, uh, we'll certainly update and I'll see if I can learn more about it because it, I it's very sad. But I, I, I want to know exactly what's happening legally here, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I know we're supposed to get to. Uh, the big stories, the Idaho murder and the Andrew Tate stuff. And we will. I just have a couple other quick hitters that I think are worthy of mention here. Um, as tempting and justified as I think it is to to blame shenanigans for recent election results. And I think that is justified. I'm not saying that's way off. Um, it's also important to remember just how idiotic many voters are. And maybe I shouldn't dismiss the authenticity of these votes so easily. Is it possible that these idiots see the destruction of our country and just beg for more. Yes. Uh, is it possible that they're so dumb that they don't even realize that's what they're doing? Yes. Case in point, consider this polling released just before Christmas. According to Newsweek, 63% of their poll respondents support another round of stimulus checks from the federal government to combat inflation. Will it work? The headline teases. The answer is no. Even in this article, they tell you no. They quote economists who tell you no. Uh, because apparently nobody's told these poll respondents that handing out free money makes everything more expensive. More dollars chasing the same product or even less product, commonly, means that product will cost more. I wish they'd put a follow-up question in the poll. If we could simply cut government checks to make everyone wealthy, why don't we just cut them billion dollar checks i know yeah, that's not really a poll friendly question because it's kind of open-ended but if your answer is well because then a loaf of bread would cost a billion dollars 
That's where we're going. Yeah, Yeah, you're correct. But that same principle is true whether the government cuts you a thousand bucks or a billion bucks. So perhaps we should stop doing this immediately. And one more piece of uh, economic news, because we've heard throughout the year, Biden bragging about the strength of the COVID recovery and the strength of our economy overall, especially jobs numbers. Jobs numbers are great. Investors on Wall Street uh, certainly did not agree throughout the last year. In fact, it was the worst year for the stock market since 2008. All major indices suffered significantly. The Dow down nearly 9%. The S&P down over 19%. The Nasdaq down over 33%. But Biden cares about Main Street, not Wall Street. That's the line we always hear. Who cares? Okay, well, good luck with Main Street when your investment dries up. Yeah, really. Good luck with Main Street when grandpa's retirement is cut in half and he doesn't have as much money to spend at all the local businesses on Main Street. Uh, Good luck with Main Street when major businesses no longer build facilities on it. Good luck. I'm sure I'm sure that the Main Street effect will be the mirror inverse of what's going on here. I'm 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 sure that's coming. Um, And and it. I know many people are skeptical about Wall Street and Wall Street's ability to build wealth for you. I'm not worshiping Wall Street. There are many crooks uh, on Wall Street as well. But if you're skeptical of Wall Street's ability to build wealth for you and your family, try government. Yeah, really. I I guess we're going to learn that the hard way. So look forward to that in the coming year. Uh, all right, let's get into the Idaho murders because... Uh, oh, wait, uh, there was something that I forgot on my story that I wanted to mention. Oh. Did you know that in this um, James Younger case that they sex-selected for the embryos to be male? Wow. That's they another... were twins. Uh, as in there were... So James has a... Has a twin brother. Fraternal. Currently. Yes. Okay. Um. But yeah, so presumably they destroyed a bunch of female embryos Mm. so that they could have sons that that the non-biological mother is going to transition to having a girl. That's its own ethical question. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we didn't even talk about the IVF aspect, but I don't know. This whole thing is just so messed up. It's so 2022. All right. Well, speaking of messed up. Yeah, really. Go for it. Oh, okay, sweet. Um, <laughs> so I thought, like, it's so weird that this happened because the other day, I, I, my husband and I wake up every night and we talk about this murder because it's just it just happened to me. And every, every day we're like, well, what's going to happen? And then we haven't done it the last few weeks because my husband's like, this is never going to get solved. This is never going to get solved. This is some person that came through town. And then the police weren't telling anybody anything. So we woke up, when was this, like two days ago? And not only do they have a suspect, but it is clearly this guy there's there's a lot of evidence and he was linked with dna evidence and they really waited and they tell they built um an incredibly strong case against this guy before making the arrest which i appreciate people were just talking about how incompetent the police are and i was Mm -hmm. talking about how incompetent the police are uh but they just didn't want information to get leaked to the public that might um prevent this arrest from getting made so they've arrested this guy this dead-eyed guy do you have a picture up i Um, do brian koberger in connection to these um, Idaho murders, we talked about them a few weeks ago. For those of you who don't know, uh, four people were killed in their beds. It was a couple, a uh, 20-year-old and a, his 21-year-old girlfriend, and then two other girls that were sleeping in the same bed, uh, murdered with a K-bar while they were sleeping. It was just a brutal, brutal attack. 
Um, and it just took forever to get a suspect because there was not a lot of evidence. It didn't seem like somebody that had known them really well or was in their life. Um, but this guy, Koberger, he was arrested in Pennsylvania's Pocono Mountains on Friday. He's being held without bond. He's going to be extradited to Idaho. He's waived his extradition hearing. Um, and they found him through DNA evidence at the scene linked to a family member's um, genetic test. We don't know if that's from 23andMe or if it's from uh, a, a family member distant or, or close that has committed some kind of crime. And so their DNA has been put in some kind of suspect database. So however that happened, they've linked him uh, through DNA. And also um, he had that white uh, Hyundai Elantra that was seen. And he made no effort to get rid of his car. Um, but this guy, man, real psycho. He was 28 and he and he was a grad student at um, Washington State University, which is in Pullman. It's right next to Moscow. And uh, he was a criminology student, but it looked like he went into criminology because he was a psychopath and he wanted to understand more about his tendencies and more, more importantly, I think that he was doing research on how to get away with a murder. Um, he put this Reddit poll up a few years ago saying it was for research for one of his classes. I found no evidence that this was some kind of assignment where he was asking people that have committed violent crime about their thought process and about the crime and why they were caught. And it was clear research into like, how do I get away hmm. with a violent crime? Um so the information that's coming out is that he stalked the victims for months. I don't know if he knew them, what kind of interaction they had, but their cell phone records were pinging at the same place for like months ahead of the crime. But I, as far as I know, they didn't have any personal relationship. Um, I think that this guy just, just wanted to kill. So he was a psychopath and I think he wanted to commit a murder and see if he could get away with it. Um, even after the murder, he was when he was being followed by police, he did not know he was being followed and he was going into grocery stores wearing gloves. And yeah. uh, he, he took a lot of precautions to um, not get caught. But then he didn't ditch his car and he just like went back to class. Well, right yeah, that murder. I suppose if you're trying not to be suspicious, you go ahead and finish out your semester. But it is shocking that yeah. he was just across the border in Washington attending his college classes as usual for something like a month after this happened. Yeah. Then he bails to, do we know why he, what his connection to Pennsylvania is or why he went there? His family's from there. They're from there. And, and yeah. as far as his car, he drove that car out there yeah. and yeah. Do, where was it discovered? Do we know? In Pennsylvania. Well, they like swatted him in Pennsylvania. So they'd been, but he had it. So he had it in his possession the at the time of his arrest. He didn't ditch yeah, it somewhere. He didn't ditch it. Yeah. And okay. so that, that shows some element of narcissism to me. Um, but I don't, this whole story's just been so crazy, but as suspected by most people in town, because two of the girls were from Coeur d'Alene, um, people were like, there's no way that this wasn't somebody that was um, like a, like a serial killer. This wasn't like somebody that had a relationship with the victims. And a lot of people thought it was somebody that was traveling through, which he wasn't, he was an, he was a WSU student. So I don't know. And then there was this, this uh, live stream about the murders thing. And this is not, we don't have much corroboration. One of his like high school friends said it's his voice, but apparently he called in to this podcast covering the murders to try to, um, cast blame towards these frat guys so we can listen to that clip. and he says a lot of the exact same things that you were talking about with that reddit poll 
Yeah. Oh, I talk to these frat guys all the time and they're always asking me, how would you get away with a crime if you had to try? Yeah. This is the, this is allegedly Brian uh, Koberger calling into a recent YouTube show about the quadruple murder. I live in a college town and I've worked with probably at least 10 Sigma Chi members. The one thing that every single one of them has asked me is, if you were going to kill somebody, how would you get away with it? I just wonder if, if maybe this is nothing more than some kid in a fraternity trying to prove himself. And so it makes me wonder if it's a thing that that's in their culture that they ask to see how smart you are and whatever, and what kind of answer you come up with, and someone took it too far. I mean, that's insane because that's a conversation I think that lots of people have had. It's like an inter- interesting discussion, right? <laughs> have you never had that discussion no, with anybody? I don't know if I've had that exact discussion of how, if you had to try to get away with a murder, what would you do? But do I think that generic hypotheticals are necessarily incriminating? No, not really. Yeah. Um but coming from this guy, if that is in fact him, and he did in fact do this, then yeah, it's it, it, he appears to have a fixation on a certain level of detail in a very serious way that perhaps most of us don't. This is, if what he's talking about is accurate, this is well beyond uh, just like your typical F. Mary Kill type hypothetical or something right. like that. This is specific plotting about how to commit a heinous crime and and evade justice and maybe for all we know the police have known about him for uh for a you know a month's time or however long it's been and they just wanted to build that case as strongly as possible before making their move Mm -hmm. um i just i I guess i'd like to know more and maybe we will the police have said they won't comment additionally for now i think this week they're set to release some more information but if they knew or had the lead on this guy and also knew he was just across the border in washington do you wait to make the best case that you can before making the arrest or do you make the arrest as quickly as possible in the interest of public safety? That's a question of police and investigator tactics that I am not necessarily keen on, but I I would be interested to hear someone who is familiar with how this sort of process plays out explain because it it does. I I certainly take your point that um, a lot of the, claims that the police were incompetent and didn't know what they were doing were probably overstated. The fact that we yeah, have uh, yeah. what looks like a pretty rock solid arrest means they, they knew Made a thing the right or two. Choice. Right. And I but, think that what they probably do is uh, like really in depth perpetrator profiles. And they were like, is this person, um, are they going to commit another crime in the interim? Are they likely to commit another crime in the interim? And because there clearly was a, a lot of planning involved in this, I think that they were like, let's, somebody watch him at his house yeah maybe maybe it's something like that it does seem crazy to let a guy like that go all the way to pennsylvania but for all we know maybe they were able to monitor him the entire time they did they tailed him all the way so yeah so maybe that's not as crazy as it sounds that grocery store where they saw him wearing the gloves it was like halfway through the trip Hmm. they were oh so he was doing yeah okay it wasn't even in uh in moscow or anything no okay it wasn't or so yeah that area i retract all the things i said about the podunk police department it seems like they've done the right thing and they waited the appropriate amount of time and like i don't know i slept i slept better last night than i have in a little while because i was thinking this is a serial killer right this is a serial killer in the area 
if uh, indiscriminately killing people. If you have earned a blonde retraction, then uh, congrats to you. Are well, yeah, I was like to the Moscow for real. I was like department. these dumb hicks and blah blah blah, <laughs> and they were doing the right thing the, the whole time. They were not getting any information, giving any information to the public, which is probably the right way. It to was go about. so bad that blonde thought about FBI intervention. That's how bad it was for real. Yeah. And the FBI, they were not the ones that cracked this case. It was local police. Hmm. Well, there will certainly be updates on that uh, very soon. He has waived his extradition hearing, which was scheduled for this week. So he will be moved from Pennsylvania out to Idaho. And I assume we'll have more information from police this week. Yep. Okay. uh, The Andrew Tate stuff is going to take us a minute. So we are a little bit early for a break, but perhaps we should take a break before getting into that because I want to have plenty of time to discuss. I'm excited for the story because I need it explained to me. You know, I'm not sure I fully understand, but I'm going to need somebody to walk me through this though. Cause everything I'm read, I read them like what? Uh, Yeah. You can't trust what's being said about him because people hate him. So yeah, there's there's a lot of passionate hatred for him. There's a lot of passionate defense for him too. And, um, I think there's a big difference as we'll get into in, in terms of potential defense from the criminal accusations and defense from the conduct in general. And I don't want to conflate yeah. those two things because I, well, I do they think they clearly are, are not the same distinct. Yeah. All right. Let's do a few. Um, I bought PN. I hope everyone had a great Christmas. Let's make 2023 a good one. Well, we're Thank you. I bought. We always uh, appreciate your well wishing and your support for the show. Mr. Harry Paul. I am not going to be niggardly. So begins Anno, Anno to Mini 2023. I don't know if this year will be better than the previous one, but I have a feeling it will be even funnier, at least with the right sense of humor. That's true. Anything is funny if you adjust your sense of humor. <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective. So That's true. Uh, embrace the clown pill. <laughs> Happy Eric New Burns Year, Mars. Mr. Happy Harry Paul. Um, Eric Burns Marsh says free Gary Hahn score as we approach the halftime of the Sleepy Joe administration. Illegal aliens, 4.9 million real Americans minus 1.7 trillion. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, did you hear this story? I, I didn't include it tonight because. Yeah, but I'm not well versed enough to discuss mm. it. It's uh, it's a football story, so I figured I'd give you a break on that one. But if people didn't hear, there's uh, he's he's the play by play guy or or some sort of radio personality for the NC State football team. If I recall correctly, they had a game um, or he might be the TV guy. Anyway, he's a broadcaster for that team and they cut away to another college game football game that was in El Paso. And he said something to the effect of let's go see what's going on down in El Paso among all the illegals. And he is now suspended indefinitely for what is um, an unrelated but factually true statement. I, I get that it's not a show about politics or illegal immigration. So I suppose you make your argument that he went off script in a way that is not related to football. Um, but there he didn't are... try to spin that. He wasn't like, I'm talking about all the illegal passes. I don't know football. <laughs> there were so many penalties in that game. Yeah. Uh, illegal formations. In that particular football Jew-ish. game. Jew-ish. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Holden yeah. Mulray. Uh, Therefore, if anyone is in is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That's Corinthians. Happy New Year to my favorite podcast duo, Antoine. God bless you all. I love that verse. There's something about a Christian redemption 
that um, should appeal to all of us. Daniel Kunkel, Carrie Thanks, Lake so is still fighting the fortified Arizona governor, governor election. I'm not sure what her odds are, but if nothing else, I appreciate what a fighter she is. We need more like her and less like McConnell. Yeah, I she's saw, SOL. Um, I didn't follow the lawsuit just before Christmas extremely closely, but I did see that it's dismissed or uh, maybe she has an appeal opportunity, but that initial case at trial was uh, dismissed. So we'll see. Um, I, I, of all the results I, I find difficult to accept at face value. I mean, there's, there's even Fetterman, I can say, okay, but Dr. Oz and I, I kind of get it even though, but Fetterman is still a stronger argument to me. Uh, the Arizona case where you have a, the least interesting woman on the face of the earth who refuses to leave her basement, Joe Biden style refuses to debate, um, suddenly defeats a woman who in Carrie Lake, who agree with her policies or not is a much more gifted speaker, a much more gifted campaigner, just a much more gifted politician overall. She is very well-spoken. And I'm supposed to believe that massive numbers of Arizonans went out to vote for this boring mouse lady who won't even have a debate in public. I just, right. There are some things that are just beyond policy to me. It's like, and a lot of voters vote on factors like charisma on whether they just like a person or not, regardless of what their policy positions are. We see that time and again, at least in and history. And she's undeniably charismatic. And right. so she would have to right. capture some leftist vote, right? Well, I don't know. Or just independent. It's hard for me to believe that given the, the the historical trends that would happen in a midterm election that would favor Carrie Lake in combination with Carrie Lake, just being a much more talented politician overall, mm-hmm. that um, that uh, Katie Hobbs would pull that sort of uh, upset. But that's what yeah. we're supposed to believe. I'm sure you haven't seen the end of Carrie Lake, the politician. No, but, uh, she'll, I think she'll do big things. It doesn't look like this Arizona thing is going to be flipped around. I wouldn't I wouldn't place no. any bets on that. Like not big enough to affect change. But I, I you know, expect to see her in some position. Of power. Well, has she actually earned a blonde endorsement of a female candidate? Would you go that far? No. Oh, OK, not no. quite the achievement yet. Um, let's do some moist farts and then move on. Right. <laughs> OK. Um, Happy New Year, faggots. Hoping to see hoping this year brings Becca's nose to resemble that of a silverback gorilla. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Or Miss Moist Farts. Hope you two had an uneventful Kwanzaa and Hanukkah UK word and words. Thanks so much for the Sandy Safe Space. God bless you both. (laughs) What? Who said that? Mr. Moist Farts. Said K word N words. Did he actually type it? The K word and then soft A. Soft A. I see it. Wow. Soft A gets through. Oh, it's tippy stream. Uh, that yeah, that's how he did it. You're right. Oh, anything goes. Well, all right, let's circle you. back. He said the N word. Moist spots. And uh, we will get back to your chats uh, at the end of the stream. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Okay, I will try to make sense of the great okay Andrew Tate versus Greta conflict of the last week or so. Um, I mentioned this earlier. Let me start this segment by saying and acknowledging I have very little understanding of who Andrew Tate is. <laughs> I I've know done of him. My best, but I wasn't particularly interested in doing a deep dive to figure it out at the expense of family time over the holidays. So I'm going to attempt no, to. No, no, his- you know who Andrew Tate is because I did a little play by play when people strongly suspected he banged Michaela Peterson. Oh, well, I guess I, I didn't connect that dot. We must have. Yeah. 
that's he's that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That he's was that a, MMA fighter that that hit Michaela Peterson. Smash that. Yeah. Okay. Well, now all the key information has come out. Thank you for watching. You're like, me oh, I it. understand all of it now. Um. Okay. So. I'm going to attempt to be as fair as possible here, of course, while also saying it's highly likely that I get a few things wrong. And if I do, I, of course, welcome the correct information to clarify. Um, and, and you might question, well, if you haven't followed it closely, then why talk about it? Well, because a story of Greta getting a guy raided. At least that's what people believe happened. Um, and that's what the evidence suggests happened. It's so strange that I have to discuss it. So what exactly happened? Well, the meme apparently actually came true. And I mean, the great attune bear at your doorstep looking through the <laughs> looking glass meme that actually happened. When you order pizza in Romania, Greta uh, sends her men to you. That's what happened in this case. So who is Andrew Tate? Well, uh, Tate is a British citizen who rose to fame through his kickboxing career. And I'm told allegedly uh, hooked up with uh, Michaela Peterson. That's what my sources say. Anyway, he did reality TV. Uh, the British version of Big Brother. He was kicked off the show over video of him hitting a woman with his belt, which Tate called a total lie and a deceptive edit. I have not seen the video. What in did question. she do? That's uh, I don't know the full context. I'm relying on the reporting here. But more recently, Tate entered politics supporting Trump, and he has since called himself a self-help influencer for men. He was banned from Twitter in 2017 for saying women should bear some responsibility if they are sexually assaulted. Ooh. <laughs> well, spicy take. Even you are are walking away from that one? No, the most offensive thing about him is his weak chin. So Oh, well, I guess we'll have to evaluate. His account was reinstated in November after Elon Musk took over at Twitter. Tate has also been banned from YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok all over allegedly misogynistic comments. He also runs what he calls Hustlers University, through which he teaches men life skills. Okay. It says Jack Murphy undertones. I forgot about that guy. That's um, good. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it is. So, so this brings us to a, a Twitter fight that happened between Andrew Tate and Greta. So Tate put out a tweet ta uh, tagging Greta. And he, uh, in this tweet, he, he bragged about um, having 33 cars and which create, which create in, in there are 33 very fancy cars that create enormous emissions. Okay. And he said, Hey Greta, I would like your email address so I can send you a complete list and quantities. I assume of the emissions from these fancy cars. The next day, Greta tweeted back in what is now the fourth most liked tweet of all time at 3.9 million likes uh, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com, which is a very weird thing for her to say. I guess. Isn't the, she like 12? Now she's 18 or 19. That can't be true. She still does the David Hogg thing of how dare you? I'm a child for political convenience. How dare you? She's Don't 19. It, she looks like she's seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, she's I, starved in her parents' basement. People have speculation about yeah, about that. But the question that's implied here is, uh, does Greta like big dick energy? Uh, it, small dick energy is an insult coming from Greta. You need to have big dick energy, apparently. Anyway, uh, in a response to that tweet, Tate uh, posted a video response in which he 
is eating pizza from a place called Jerry's as seen on the pizza box. Here is uh, the clip that apparently caused the raid in this case. Release some greenhouse gases. I'm not actually mad at Greta. Please bring me pizza and uh, make sure that these boxes are not recycled. Thank you. So I'm not actually mad at Greta, right? Because she doesn't realize she's been programmed. She doesn't realize she's a slave of the matrix. She thinks she's doing good. Someone has sat her down and convinced her to try and convince you to beg your government to tax you into poverty to stop the sun from being hot. Okay. Well, he's not wrong there. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a problem with that commentary. Um, because the pizza boxes showed an identifiable local Romanian pizza place called Jerry's. It is believed that local authorities were able to confirm Tate was in the country. That's the speculation, at least, though Romanian police are not confirming as of now. There was then a raid on his residence and video of that arrest was played on Romanian TV. Okay, reportedly the charges are human trafficking and rape, among maybe a few others. Um, but this is apparently um, related to, uh, well, the, the, the charges are related to the men recruiting women into their scheme, they say, sexually exploiting them by forcing them to create pornographic content for financial gain. So the idea behind the charges is that they are recruiting women into what they say is um well the quote is the suspects misled the victims quote into believing that they intended to enter into a marriage or cohabitation relationship while transporting victims to romania and later sexually exploiting them with physical violence and coercion tate mm. has spoken previously about managing only fans accounts for women ba- if i understand correctly basically being an only fans pimp for business purposes that you could manage a woman's only fans account by messaging people and maximizing the profits where she does, she has to work minimally and you can actually get a cut of that revenue simply by doing desk work, that sort of thing. That is so sleazy. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not, a, not a big fan of that, if that is, uh, in fact, what's going on. Um, but there were, there were four arrested. Tate's brother was also arrested and two Romanian guys. Hmm. Romanian authorities say Tate and his brother will be detained for at least a month while the prosecution builds its case. Tate moved to Romania uh, apparently five years ago. In a YouTube video five years ago, he said it's because there's a stronger, stronger moral core and less corruption there. Uh, but he also said uh, in this interview that part of his reason for living there was police were less likely to look into sexual assault allegations. So He said that? That's what he said. But I think... From his perspective, he would say that the allegations were baseless. Uh, He just doesn't want to be persecuted by them, I suppose. Now, as far as the response from Tate and his people, a spokesman for Tate said on Thursday, quote, we cannot provide any details at the moment regarding alleged reports that they, Tate and his brother, have been detained. However, Andrew and Tristan Tate have the utmost respect for the Romanian authorities and will always assist and help in any way that they can. On Friday morning, 
uh, Tate tweeted, or at least someone with access to Tate's Twitter account tweeted, quote, the Matrix sent their agents. Um, we don't know if that came from Andrew or someone who's who has a whole uh, has the access to the account for him. And he has uh, or at least the account has tweeted several more tweets about the Matrix and and other related things since, but no additional specific details about what happened. Man, I really don't know what to do about this. Because on the one hand, I, I feel like anybody that's hated by feminists and the left this much uh, is probably not guilty of all the crimes that they say he's guilty of, right? The, I, um, I, un- I certainly understand there's kind of a, a reaction that says, if you're hated by, name your evils. The globalist elite or uh, big tech or feminists or whoever that you must be doing something right. And I think in some of the commentary we saw there, sure, you can say some things right. um, But from what I've seen, as far as his behavior in terms of the, the only fans pimping, essentially, I I have a lot of questions about that. And that's, this, this is, uh, complicated to navigate because well i mean can you can you morally capitalize on women just generally being whores where while talking about moving to a country because they have a stronger moral core like i would listen to somebody that like had a wife and kids and wasn't banging a bunch of salutes and managing their only fans account or, or whatever but without like, diving what deep doing? into the philosophy of hustler university and the sort of uh tips for men's life skills with my surface level understanding, at least it does seem contradictory as well to try to teach men practical life skills while also enabling the sort of trap that OnlyFans is that that mm-hmm. wastes male potential and yeah. diverts them away from creating families and realizing that potential. So if that's actually what's going on, obviously I have I have a major problem with that. On the other side of the coin, um, the criminal charges here would imply not just imply they're they're charging them with kidnapping effectively. And yeah. if that's the case, you, you have to show evidence that these women were there against their will, that they were deceived. And I'm not saying the prosecutors don't have that. Perhaps they do. And they're going to show that. But as of now, as far as I've seen, I've not seen the evidence that shows that the women who participated did not consent to the arrangement. Yeah, that's true. They, they did mention violence, although these are not these are charges. This is not a conviction. Um, but if it's just financial incentive, I uh, don't. Care. Yeah. That's, so how is that any worse than like the millions of pornographers that are in this country? Yeah, I think uh, there, morally here, I can have a lot of questions about what Tate is doing. And I do uh, based on what I understand looking into it over the last couple of days. Not a fan. Legally speaking, I can say innocent until proven guilty need to see the evidence that he did what he's accused of. I think it's also fair to say people people point out, well, isn't it amazing that uh, you can't get the Epstein client list? But the second this guy posts the wrong pizza box, he is arrested on human trafficking and rape charges. What's the deal with that? Yeah, I I think that's legitimate. Yeah, the question should be asked here. I, I think that's fair. I just don't. It's possible that both are pieces of crap. I want to leave that possibility open that Epstein, bad guy, Epstein clients, bad people, Andrew Tate, bad guy. But also possible political prisoner, maybe. (laughs) I guess they're not mutually exclusive either. And I I'm not I'm not making accusations here until I see the evidence. I'm going to wait for that. I'm just saying that 
based on the conduct that I see of this OnlyFans pimping, I'm not going to say good guy. It's possible. I think that we he's, can all agree that his greatest crime was banging Michaela Peterson. If that in fact happened, then lock him up. They I, posted like one Instagram picture that was suggestive. That's it. Oh, that was that was the entire <laughs> evidence. Yeah, but she went to Germany to you meet up. Absolute with son of a bitch. Hmm. So many, right? Who knows? I don't know. I have no information on that. Up yours. Me neither. <laughs> I, I will say to the point on the uh, the the Glomo powers uh, potentially going after Andrew Tate. Uh, very interesting tweet that absolutely nailed it. Uh, an account called Gary the Numbers Guy tweeted, quote, my sources in law enforcement have told me that Andrew Tate will be arrested end of 2022 or early 2023. No matter if he's guilty or not, the Romanian government is under intense pressure from the USA and big tech to shut him down. Check the date on that one. It was tweeted October 11th, 2022. Ooh. The tweet references a prior raid on Tate's house in Romania in April on similar accusations that they were holding. He and his brother were holding an American woman on their property against her will. Effectively, the exact same accusation that's being made here. I'm not sure what happened in that case. Apparently not enough to jail them at the time. So, you know, is it possible that that things are being drummed up for political reasons? Oh, of course it's possible. If they had a rock solid case that this was going on in April and they raided his property in April and they weren't able to do anything with it. Why not? So, yeah, um. He's just so unlikable that people want to believe any charges that are put his way. I suppose there's there's probably some of that, too. I think there's uh, a, a, an immediate reaction to defend anybody who the 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 great evils of the world go after, which is understandable, given the abuses we've seen. Um, there's also, I mean, in fairness to the people who hate him, uh, tweeting out, hey, Greta, look at my 33 awesome cars. I mean, I don't know. It's like he doesn't seem like the kind of guy I want to hang out with or the kind of guy who embodies the sort of path that a man should be on. And I say that with full acknowledgement that he could kick my ass in a kickboxing contest. Okay. But but so what, I mean, he he's capitalizing on the failures of men that he is purporting to try to correct. It's totally hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you believe in, in men achieving their potential, um, I got to think that you opt out of all of these poisons to that potential and you participate in a lifestyle that that advances that potential yourself. And yeah, the evidence would suggest he's not doing that. Right. And it's not like he couldn't turn it around. Either. I suppose maybe uh, perhaps perhaps he will. I don't know. And he said some he said some anti-Christian stuff, too, before. So I, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm not like on Team Tate. That's interesting because I listened to some of that interview that's cited in this report about him giving his reasons for moving to Romania. And some of his reasons were there are way more churches. There's way more of a religious community. I guess I had assumed that maybe he included himself in that, but maybe that's not no, what he meant. He just wants to live in a, a Christian high trust society hmm. without um, espousing or living any of the values of Christianity, hmm. uh, which I find kind of distasteful you know but that's not criminal so i suppose it doesn't even matter yeah i i think i think that you can say i have moral questions here however i'm not sure i trust the people going after him legally and as far as the legal matter i'm going to need to see the evidence 
before I convict him as a matter of my own opinion. People uh, in the live chat are saying that um, he converted to Islam. Is that true? Really? I, that huh. would be news to me. Is he the guy? He's not the same guy as the 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 New Year's Eve attacker. That's a different guy? <laughs> no. Oh. I guess I don't know enough about his religious background. All I know is I've heard him say like one anti-white, anti-Christian thing. And no. that's, that's pretty Well, that's thing. enough for me. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. I'm sure we'll return to this story as new facts emerge and uh, potentially with a correction of our own because I probably missed something because, uh, you know, I was trying to focus on Christmas and New Year's things and not whatever this OnlyFans management is. So I expect we'll come back to it later. Uh, yeah, this uh, converted to Islam thing may be legit hmm. from a rudimentary Internet search. Well, let's talk about these weird lies from Congressman-elect George Santos. This story is so funny <laughs> speaking of of kind of a, a need to defend people there's a, there's some of that party loyalty going on with this too where you can have someone busted for what are what are lies he now admits to but we need him to fight the democrats or we need yeah. him i don't know <laughs> we'll go through it i don't think i need this guy for literally anything for a variety of reasons but then again i suppose if I don't know if uh, Nancy and friends are the, are, are, are the alternative. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm unwise to say that anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier, Kevin McCarthy desperate for votes for speaker. Speaking of political need, depending how this plays out right now, he's saying he won't, um, he will not resign. So presumably he will become a congressman this week. But if that's not the way this goes, maybe Kevin McCarthy is down another vote. We'll see. But newly elected Congressman George Santos is a Brazilian gay millennial who flipped a Long Island district from blue to red. He is the first openly gay Republican to win a House seat as a non-incumbent, the New York Times says. And I'm not really sure what that means to me that. So there must have been a Republican who came out as gay while in office and then won re-election because he was a non-incumbent. He's the first fresh candidate to win a Republican seat in Congress while gay. That's his record. Cool. The Times uh, identified several lies he said on the campaign trail. And since the story was published just before Christmas, even more, uh, more probable lies have uh, been identified as well. So as far as what the lies are, there's a whole bunch of them, at least different themes of them. So uh, first his religion on the campaign trail. Santos said his grandparents fled Jewish persecution in Ukraine and then settled in Belgium only to flee again in World War II. Santos previously called himself a proud American Jew, but now says he was raised Catholic and is only Jew-ish, not Jewish. Okay. Again, shocking revelation that the Brazilian guy named Santos, not in fact a Jew. His education. During the campaign, he said that he... Uh, held a degree in economics and finance from the City University of New York, graduating in 2010, when he ran in 2019. He also said he held a degree from the prestigious Horace Mann School in the Bronx. Uh, he now admits neither are true, and he does not hold a degree. Oh, God. His, his, oh, no. his work experience. He said he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. He did not. In fact, he worked at a Dish Network call center in Queens. Um. And I, I saw in additional coverage, he worked at some firm that had a contract relationship with Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. 
That's the best you can say for oh, that. Oh Lord! Did you not expect people to find out about all this? Uh, stuff? It is pretty it's a really bold. bad time in human history to be a liar. Uh, well, he's 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 doing what you say. The strategy. I thought the strategy was you're supposed to lie, and then when you get called on it, you just say, "Nope, don't care." And you is he and, saying nothing? Well, he's not saying nothing. He's defending himself, but it appears no, his no. intent is to ride it out. So you're saying his mistake is defending himself. Yeah, say nothing. Part of the reason we know these are lies is because he's admitted that several of them are. Shut up, dude. So that was his mistake. Write it out. Uh, his real estate portfolio. In February 2021, Santos tweeted that he owned 13 rental properties where tenants had not paid rent for a year. This was in the context of, I believe, the eviction moratorium and how that was unfair to landlords and all that. Santos now admits he, in fact, owns no such properties and lives at his sister's uh, his sister Ooh. Tiffany's house in Huntington. Oh man, it's getting worse and worse. Is that if it? Thi if this one is in fact a lie, and it it appears to be at least an exaggeration, but this is this one's really bad because this would dis this would dishonor your dead mom. Yeah. As recently as October, Santos, uh, his campaign website stated that his mom was in the South Tower on 9/11 but survived, Ooh, only to die a few years later. In fact, she died 15 years later in 2016. He also tweeted in July of 2021. Oh, wait, no, that was the original tweet. He had a separate tweet in which he said, no, no, or maybe he had two. Anyway, yeah, he had a, he had a separate tweet that said 9-11 claimed my mother's life. Oh. Apparently, the claim is that she was exposed to the ash and the ash caused cancer. She did, in fact, die of cancer, that? I believe. And then people asked, uh, well, there were there's all kinds of benefits for people who had that situation. He said, well, no, no, no. My mom never applied for assistance because she didn't want to take money away from first responders. Right. What, a, what an honorable woman. According to this CNN report, it's still unclear if his mom was, in fact, even in the South Tower or even anywhere near the World Trade Center on 9-11. That one is not a proven lie yet, but it sounds like the claims are are pretty sketchy. Now, this is where Oof. Santos makes the biggest mistake of all, opening his dumb yap and saying stuff. Again. <laughs> <laughs> he gave an exclusive interview to the New York Post that was published oh. on Monday in which he admitted fabricating major points of his biography. So in this interview, he admitted the claims about his education and his um, professional experience that those were, that those were lies. Uh, he confessed that he had never worked directly for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, chalking that fib up to a poor choice of words. So he's just like Ray Epps, a poor choice of words. I know that when I'm describing my resume, I just say things that never happened because I can't accurately describe the business names at which I worked. A poor choice of words. He what? orchestrated his resume improperly. That's ah, thank you for yeah. clarifying. They should work together. I am not a criminal, Santos said at one point during his exclusive interview. The controversy will not deter me from having good legislative success. I will be effective. I will be good. Now, his oh, skill no, he's set. screwed. His career's over, right? He's trying to ride it out. But I will say his skill set of lying and not caring, that's coveted in Washington. That, he actually is, might be yeah. perfect for this job. Mm. As part of his defense, uh, Santos says... Yeah, sure, I lie, but also Biden lies. So, I mean, really, what's the difference? And Biden supporters are fine with that. 
So it's all pretty much the same. This was him speaking with Tulsi Gabbard, who was filling in for Tucker over the holidays. Not just one little lie or one little embellishment. These embellishment. These are blatant lies. My question is, do you have no shame? Do you have no shame in the people well, who are now you're asking to trust you to go and be their voice for them, their families and their kids in Washington? Tulsi, I can say the same thing about the Democrats and, and the party. Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been lying to the American people for 40 years. He's the president of the United States. Democrats resoundly support him. Do they have no shame? Are you Jewish? We've got a letter that your campaign sent out earlier this year, which reads as follows. As a proud American Jew, I've been to Israel numerous times for educational, business, and leisurely trips. How do you explain that? Not being raised a practicing Jew, I've always joked with friends and circles, even with in the campaign, I'd say, guys, I'm Jewish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. Oh, man. This is 2022, isn't it? Like, on mainstream media, minority gay fake Jew talking to a woman about how he's fine. It's fine to be a liar because he's like a Democrat. <laughs> On I mean, mainstream really, what's media, the... it's like what what is happening right now? It, it, by the way, his letter did not say I'm Jewish. It yeah. said I'm Jewish. Okay, there was no there was Ooh. no uh, hyphen in there. So is this, is this based? I'm having uh, a real moment how? here. What how? I don't know, just like blatantly lying and then saying that you're lying and then not caring ah. and doing whatever you want. Well, I was wondering how what your take on this would be, because I'm not saying you endorse exactly this, but at some level, um, I think it'd be fair to say that you've said, yeah, look at what the Democrats do and it works for them. So we should do it. That's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, that's true, but I don't think he's going to get anywhere doing this i think he's destroyed his career yeah we'll see what happens here and and i think most people are going to have the reaction that that i had which is yeah biden lies and that's why he sucks that's why yeah. i oppose him because he lies if you're telling me well really i'm just like biden yeah, but i didn't vote for someone just like biden to go to congress and i i know i'm not in his district but i'm saying if i was a person who voted for him in long island that's what i'd be thinking i voted for you with opposition to Biden in mind, with understanding that Biden is ruining this country and I need people to stop him. And um, and I love this part of the interview, too. Uh, in the same interview, Santos says the difference, because it's basically the same as Biden. But the key difference is that he, Santos, has the courage to admit to his lies. <laughs> so he has transformed this into an asset for his character. He says, quote, I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. I'm having to admit this one on national television for the whole country to see, and I have the courage to do so. Because I believe that in order to move past this and move forward and be an effective member of Congress, I have to face my mistakes, and I am facing them. But the problem is, it's not, oh, I made a mistake. You didn't own up to the mistake at your own uh, at your own decision. You got called out. You got caught, and now you're trying to make this like some kind of character asset that you're courageous for doing this and it's not to tulsi's point it's not just one it's a whole habit of it you deceived voters to get to where you are and if you can't be trusted about basic truths about yourself like resume truths how can you be trusted to be truthful with things that are of far greater consequence but i suppose that might be to the prior point um maybe, yeah, but maybe if he... americans think that politicians are trustworthy and not lying 
That's kind of on them. This is a buyer beware situation. He's a transparent liar as long as you catch him, which is actually maybe a, a net asset. Maybe he's right. Maybe he is actually of higher moral character than your typical DC swamp rat. Ugh. Anyway, okay. uh, there is, of course, pressure to get Santos to resign. As of now, he's saying he won't. He said uh, since admitting, uh, well, since he admitted to the lies on Monday, he's been saying he won't resign. He hasn't said anything differently throughout the week. The new Congress could take some action to punish him, but Republicans are unlikely to do anything drastic because they'd have to replace him in a swing district. They could even attempt to push him out. They could attempt not to swear him in. They could attempt to push him out of Congress, but then you have a, you got to get a replacement in that swing Long Island district, and you have a slim majority as it is. So I don't think there's going to be any eagerness to boot him or not to seat him, but there are Interesting. some additional options. They could choose to deny him committee assignments or relegate him to less important committees. Just sort of a slap on the wrist type punishment. The House Ethics Committee yeah. could also take some sort of punitive action. But until the new Congress is sworn in and seated, that committee is in a state of limbo. So we don't know what would happen there. And typically, House Ethics Committee investigation, that can last for months, goes on and on and on. And rarely do those investigations actually produce any punishment. So I would see that as just a, a thing to put out there. Hey, we've launched an investigation and just let that run until everyone forgets about it. And then nothing happens. That's true. But people on the right are treated differently than, than people on the left with um, uh, seemingly career ending actions like this. Like Ted Kennedy had a long and illustrious career after he let a woman die. Right. But I something like there this, have been worse crimes committed. Yeah. This is a career destroyer for a Republican. Well, I would hope it would be for anybody. I, I recognize he is right that there are lots of Democrat liars who uh, go who go unpunished. Um, again, I just don't want to accept a country in which we say, well, other people are dirty, rotten liars. And so it's totally fine. Like we have to out lie them to win. So we're just going to tolerate this sort of thing. Um, but I don't know if you take a step back from a, like a political standpoint, this has to have a net positive effect because every time a politician is like, I'm a goddamn liar uh, and just says it, it, the American public is like, oh, maybe you're all liars. So maybe this teaches people that politicians clearly can't be trusted. Like, I don't remember the last time that I looked at a politician. I'm like, that's a man that can be trusted. Like, <laughs> why, why does anybody think that? Yeah, there's more transparency here, at least. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he's actually the only semi on honest one. I, I actually would have a lot respect is the wrong word, but if, if he had, if he actually came clean on this himself without having to be backed into a corner on it, I would have some respect for owning up to a mistake on your own accord, but because he gets busted and tries to make himself the hero of the story, I, there's, there's nothing positive I can say. I don't know. The lying about being Jewish thing is funny, right? Yeah, there's comedy value. Yeah. But, but it's, I, it's I, I'm funny just surprised because... anybody bought it. Like the Republican Jewish coalition has disavowed him now. And there, this photo in the New York Times story is him speaking at their event. Who the hell bought this in the first place? Who actually thought this guy was Jewish in the first place? Yeah, really? Why are they mad? He wants to be Jewish, guys. <laughs> he's been. Why are you pissed off about this? He's been is this disavowed. guy even a Peter Puffer? Is, is that real? Well, yeah, I guess we have to call. 
I honestly would not be shocked to learn that he has a secret wife and kids. But even <laughs> that, he thought it would be a bigger asset to his campaign to be gay. And so he just said that he was. That's, He's that's actually political. white. That's yeah. the real career that's destroyer. Our, that's our political. <laughs> he had to. Yeah, he has to hide the fact that he's a straight white man with a nice family. I thought that launching my career as a a minority, like as a Jewish homosexual, that I I could actually affect some change. Well, it sounds like he's just going to try to ride this out, wait until everyone stops talking about it. Um, That's a good strategy. I mentioned earlier with, with McCarthy and his struggle to gain the gavel. And in this case, again... I just feel foolish looking back thinking, oh, man, if we if we just get the right people in Congress in the midterms, then maybe we can turn some things around. If this is the the quality of character that we're putting there, supposedly because he aligns with constitutional or family or whatever values, uh, we were screwed from the start, even if these people want a more sizable majority. Yeah, but even if we had we replaced Congress with all people with, with you know upstanding characters, could they really change the situation that we're in they could they, they really just could? choose not to because no, of, I, uh, I think it's it's just too late it's too late well if you had if you had a whole bunch of heroes who put uh the, who put the values before their own advancement yeah but i guess do those heroes exist in uh in sufficient numbers and i don't think they do well there's no reversing the economic destruction that's already it's already happened. So, well, I, mean, uh, I heard earlier that the Inflation Reduction Act is about to kick in. <laughs> we just had to wait until the next year. Just wait. Yeah. Inflation is good. It's normal. <laughs> well, I have a bizarre hoax hate for you if you're ready to get into I it. I am. Okay. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I actually have no idea what we're dealing with here. It might be a hoax. It might be real. It might be a crazy person. I don't know, but it's a very strange, strange case. If you have a theory, I'd love to hear it. Um, Very strange case. Neighbors in West Lynn, Oregon, this is suburban Portland, say a woman painted a racial slur, presumably the N-word, though I have not found confirmation, but a racial slur, anti-black, on her own home to mock the black family who lives next to her. A busy Sunset Avenue in West Lynn with an unwelcome surprise that arrived on Christmas morning. A racial slur painted on the front of the house facing the street. Neighbors tell KGW they believe the homeowner painted it herself and it's directed at the black family who lives next door. Andre Channel is one of those people who live next door who's looking for some kind of solution. It wasn't just the slur, it was also that she called my son the slur. So my son was out there, I guess he was one of the ones that called the police because she was out screaming, he called the police and to her face, or to his face, she, he was like, she was basically say, you know, F you inward. And the police were right there. In the days following, it was actually the Westland Police Department who painted over the slur with green and yellow paint, although it's still somewhat legible. The department will return to paint over the slur more thoroughly once it stops raining, provided the homeowner keeps giving them permission. But he said if investigators find that a person spray painted a racial slur on their own property, that could be challenging for the district attorney to prosecute. He said Oregon's bias crime statute is more clear on disruptions or damages to another person's property. But first, police need to finish their investigation and announce any findings. Yeah, Oregon oh, that's law is brilliant. 
Oregon law is clear that damaging your own property is not a crime. Thank you. Yeah, really. Thanks a lot, guys. Brilliant, you say. I have a few more facts, but what? What's wait? The what was the race of the home, homeowner? Why? We don't, I, as far as I am aware, unidentified. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she is. Integral information missing. I'm going to assume white. Otherwise, the black people would have been like, "Oh, hey, N-word," and they'd be like, "Oh, hey, N-word," and it would have been fine. <laughs> fair assumption, I suppose. Um, Not black would be a fair assumption. No, this is brilliant because you can call your neighbor the N-word without damaging anybody else's property. And so nobody can do anything about it. Oh, so you're saying you, it, it, if real. If real, brilliant. This okay. is hilarious. Well, a few more facts to consider. Police can't definitively say who wrote the slur yet. So police aren't saying that the neighbor herself did it. That's just what the accusation is. <laughs> the official narrative here is that this woman wrote the slur herself on her own home but is also cooperating with police to have it painted over. She won't paint it over herself, but is relying on police to paint over it for her. The dad who spoke in the story says he and other neighbors have called police on this woman uh, multiple times over the last year because they've heard screaming at the home. They've seen her uh, breaking her own windows. Maybe she's just crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, the the dad who was speaking, he also says his son was one of the people who called police because she screamed in his face, quote, F U N word. And police were right there, he says, which I don't understand what he means. Maybe it's just not maybe he poor choice of words, not explained correctly. But that would sound to me like what he's saying. His son called the police and she screamed F U N word and the police were right there to hear it. So if the police were right there to hear it, why did he call police or did he call police? They showed up, they were all there. And then she screamed. Right. F U N word. I'm not exactly clear on what the timeline of events there is. In any case, we have, uh, two neighboring houses with something of a history of conflict that's been going on for months. So either this is a very strange woman who spray paints the N word on her own house, but then has a change of heart but only police can paint over it, not her. Or there are some kind of shenanigans maybe to frame her and punish her for prior conflict. I really struggle to figure the narrative as told makes no sense, but I struggle to think of a theory that makes this make sense. Yeah. And uh, it sounded like the guy was telling the truth. It seemed like he was telling the truth. Hmm. Rings true, you say. Well, this seems like crazy lady stuff to me. How many cats does she have? Another yeah, key piece of information. Essential information. I don't know. Maybe um, real dementia, not hopes hate. Hmm. Could be. I, I, I tried to find. Well, I, tr- I also want to know exactly what the graffiti looked like. I tried to find an uncensored image of it. Could not. So and why can't police figure out how to cover it up? Uh, yeah, well it is weird. They, they covered it up, but it's still kind of legible and they have to wait for the rain to stop to cover it up more. It's not, and that. they use three colors to cover it up. Why? Yeah. Is there an image in here? Oh, well it's kind of censored there, but yeah, you're right. It's almost, it's like a, a, a gradient from like sky blue to yellow. Did they have a tiny bit of three different colored paint left? Yeah, that is weird. Or did they have did they have kids do it with finger paint or something? What what mm. you're right. It's like 
if you were going to paint it over and you want police to do it, do, don't you want a good job and a paint match so that it looks you can't see that there's a giant weird blotch of color on the side of your house? Okay, the whole thing the is just bizarre. Cats. Maybe. Based cats, pause. you say. Just N-word. <laughs> a little pause. All right. Uh, maybe some additional information will come out on this. Police are investigating, but I am stumped by this one. I have no idea. I don't know either. In uh... this case. I am eager to get to the movie review, so let's do that. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 2017 sequel to the 1982 sci-fi original Blade Runner 2049, in which a young Blade Runner hunts rogue replicants and discovers a secret that sends him on a search for the truth about himself, humanity, and replicants alike from movie picker Ross Sells. I agree with Matt that Blade Runner is a bore fest. Sells. I had zero hope that the sequel would be any different. Sells. I love that 2049 was able to prove me wrong. Sells. It was able to do this despite the presence of Jared Leto. Sells. As always, your review and your rating. Okay, uh... Everybody knows that I love Blade Runner, the original. It's one of my favorites. It's a fantastic film. Um, And so I was dreading watching this because in general, sequels are trash and erode the quality of the original film. And I wasn't sure if this was um, going to be like a new thing or if it was going to be derivative. And so something I will say about it, it it had excellent visuals and this compelling storyline about what it means to be human um and then it it managed to be nostalgic without being derivative which i was like wow that was a really difficult balance to strike um my gripe with this movie is the whole time i was like why did this movie even need to be made like 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 why like why why does blade runner like have to have a sequel can it can anybody get it like a new idea or whatever and it was three hours long i was like this movie is never gonna end um, I don't know. It, it and my my main gripe was that I, I was just like, why did this movie even need to be made? So although I thought it was good and it was a worthwhile watch, it was an hour and a half too long. It was just it was a movie that never needed to be made. So I gave it a three out of five. Um, hmm. and this is gonna make the audience rage though, because people seem to love this movie, even people that love Blade Runner, hmm. right? And so by by merely by its existence, I thought that it was still an affront to the original yeah hmm. well i suppose you could say in concept i hate it even if in execution i kind of liked it would that be fair but to I, say? Did. I mean i thought it was really true to the original film in uh terms of the um like the visual dynamics and the ambiance and everything like that i was like yeah but it was kind of like a new twist on it um and and so he struck that balance that that ever so difficult balance to find in making a sequel and i still was like <laughs> You know, it's not this is not a fair review. Hmm. Well, uh, expecting fairness from Blonde, that's that would be itself unfair. We don't do that. Um, Before I get into my review, I my wife informed me and I I tried to find it. But of course, the whole purpose of the segment is gaining references, understanding cultural references. Some years back. 
we had someone in the audience send us show artwork in which I was K looking up at the giant holographic representation of joy. You were joy. Yeah. And I, and I didn't know what that was. This is what my wife tells me because I don't even remember it, but she swears to me this is the case. I didn't know what that was. And apparently you didn't either because you hadn't seen it. Uh, right. Right. So we didn't know it was oh. a Blade Runner 2049 reference. If you're that person, I tried to find I would the original love to artwork. see that again. I'm sorry I, I couldn't do that. But if you happen to be listening and you want to send it again, uh, I'll take a look at it and perhaps we can share it on the show. But years later, now I understand the fan art that was sent to us in which I was gay <laughs> and you were joy. Now, um, before, I, well, also before I get into my thoughts, can I get your guess of what I thought of this movie? I don't know. I mean, I, it was so long. I bet you hated it. Hmm. I tried I, to get it out of your wife. She didn't tell me. Good wife. <laughs> I'd be pissed if she said anything. Um, I, there, I, shockingly, there are a lot of things I appreciate about this movie. What? Um, Do you not, like it more than the original Blade oh, Runner? I, I would like uh i would like almost anything better than the original i i don't need to go over how much i hated the original once again wait but, and before you get into your review the hmm. most important question do you think that anna de Armas is hot that's the joy actress yeah yeah sure okay all right you, all you right. would say proceed I, I thought you were gonna say no no that chick is a mega fox oh yeah uh mapped onto a weird prostitute uh, i don't know that gets a little sketchy but <laughs> anyway okay so the things I, I liked um, this, this whole theme of the elites need for a disposable workforce underclass fed by bugs. I mean, of course I have to love that, but it's so on point in some of its themes that I think, are they actually warning of a dystopian future or are they, do they know that we know and they're mocking us because we won't do a damn thing about it. It almost comes, it's that on point that I sort of had those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I won't expand on all these points on air here because I got quite lengthy in my writing. And so if you would like to read my expanded thoughts on all of these themes, head on over to the movie review and, and there they are there for your enjoyment. Um, anytime the movie uh, focuses on the principle of dying for the right cause. Of course, I'm going to appreciate that. Um, th- this whole this whole quote that that dying for the right cause is the most human thing that we can do. Uh, if if capa- as I wrote in the review, if capacity to reason is what separates humans from animals, well, then death in pursuit of reason is a uniquely human thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if we all die eventually, the trick is to to live a life of of virtue. And if we sacrifice those fundamental values uh, for fear of death, well, death still gets us and we lose on both counts. And I just thought it was, um, it, of course, the, the movie is is watching Kay trying to become human, trying to have these real human experiences. And, uh, and, and at the end, that's what he's trying to get through Deckard. He's trying to experience a human experience through him and he still dies anyway. That's the cause that he dies for and, he has that moment that's also way too long on the stairs watching the snowflakes fall, but that's really what the movie is all about. And I appreciate that theme, even if it is kind of lengthy to your point. Um, overall, I thought the visuals were excellent and not just because the effects are cool, but because of what the effects symbolized and specifically two scenes, I thought, or at least two separate effects, I suppose joy's frequent malfunctions, how she's flickering and mm-hmm. kind of uh, just, just, malfunctioning at key times like when he crash lands uh, is that in san diego i think before he goes to the which is a literal dump i thought that was funny 
Uh, yeah, she has these malfunctions and they're cool in their visual effects because they look convincing like your computer's freezing up. But in their symbolism, it's important too. it's important to, to show that no matter how convincing and real and to your point, even hot that joy is, she she's is not she's yeah. a fabrication. Yeah, she is artificial. Uh, no matter how cool and convincing our tech gets, it is not a substitute for the real human experience. And you have to maintain your priorities accordingly. I appreciated that the replicants birth where they're at the Wallace's manufacturing facility. You have that birth scene where he eventually kills her Mm -hmm. Um, really cool effects, not just because the actress is gross and slimy and pathetic in appearance, but because that birth itself is gross and slimy and pathetic as it's been stripped of everything that makes a birth a human event. It, it, there's no celebration. There's no grateful and joyful mother and father. There's no development to watch from infancy into adulthood. So the yuck factor isn't just, wow, that, that chick is naked and slimy. The yuck factor is this perspective of a guy with a God complex who grants no value to human life inherently. Right. You reject those rights and you get grotesque results. It was, a, it was an excellent visual depiction of a philosophical truth. And then, and last point of appreciation. I, I, I like that. What seems like an obvious plot isn't, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you, the yeah. whole time you think it, that, okay, yeah, I get it. Uh, Kay is the son, the secret son of Rachel and Deckard. All right, hurry up. I get it. You have all these clues. In fact, statements that say that's the case only until he realizes that the memories that have been implanted into him are somebody else's. Those are the memories of Rachel and Deckard's real daughter. I appreciate that because it makes for an interesting story, but because it's a risk for a movie to take as well. When you start building audience expectations one way and then pull the rug out, disappointment, yeah. definition of disappointment is failing to meet expectations. So that's risky. You you it set the risky, expectations, yeah. then you go a different direction. Appreciate Did they ever that. explain logistically how they had a baby? I, I didn't really understand that either. And part of, as we talked about last time, it's something of a debate as to whether Deckard is human or a replicant himself. Right, we know that right. Rachel is. Yeah. And I think the I think most people believe. Well, I don't know. I guess I should. I like that they did that with Kay, though. Like from the get go, there was none of this debate about whether or not, you know, uh, I I sort of thought a, a rep. We knew that he was a replicant. I sort of oh. thought maybe he could be human if Deckard is human and his dad, though. Yeah, but it wasn't the same kind of debate where it's totally yeah. um, obscure, like with Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, okay, as far as things I, I didn't like, um, a lot of my same complaints from the first one carry over, though I don't think they're quite as bad. Um, when you have fake humans as a central premise, cool concept, boring characters. All right, I get that that people are... The, the whole premise is that people are lacking some intangible characteristics that make you human when you build characters who lack a soul they they kind of come off as soulless i guess that's the intent so i'm not saying bad performance because that's what they're trying to do i'm just saying i'm not particularly entertained by that i thought in the first movie they took one of hollywood's most charismatic guys harrison ford and made him completely flat it's one of the most boring in fact the most boring harrison ford performances i've ever seen I felt mostly the same about this, not just from Harrison Ford, but from pretty much everybody else involved. I thought the pacing to your point, I won't, I won't emphasize that any further, but again, um, there are plenty of interesting points. They just take forever to get to those points. I didn't have a problem with the pacing. I had a problem with the editing. 
Hmm. It was too long, but uh, the pacing I found refreshing. I was, I liked how they didn't just like shoot their wad over every action scene and everything like that. I, I liked that, but there were just too many scenes. I mean, that's what I, maybe that's it. I, I, I thought that there were way too many of those establishing shots, the same sort of movie admiring itself type stuff that we saw in the first case where it's like, okay, I get it. It's a cool dystopian environment. I don't need to see 50 different angles of it though. I get it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like it. I thought that, that several scenes were, were painfully slow, even if plot relevant. The, the orphanage scene. Yeah. You're walking through there mostly in silence forever to get to the point that, yes, the toy horse is where you remember it being. You could cut that down by a lot. His death itself. Of course, that's although it's debated. Did he actually die? But uh, um, a screenwriter said that he did die. Okay. At the end of the movie. So I'm granting that premise. But even that it's like, okay, <laughs> you're laying on the stairs. I get it. Snow is falling. Hurry up. I want to see him meet his daughter. Let's let's get to the point. A lot of moments like that. Um, this the sex scene, the sex scene. I, I really went back and forth about where do I include it in my re- review? Because, of course, I organize. My reviews based on what the best parts are and what the worst parts are. And this was one of those rare things where there's things I appreciate and hate about it. Yeah, um, I can see what that. Means. Um, so I'm actually conflicted about it on, on a pace from a pacing perspective joy and k's romance is is tangentially related to the main plot mystery of whether k is in fact deckard and rachel's son or not so in some sense their entire relationship is kind of a distraction and this is a lengthy scene in pursuit of what is a secondary plot point but that's not my my main concern with the sex scene um from a from an effects perspective i thought it was actually pretty cool like the, the the ai mapping herself onto another person was impressive and believable then you have the philosophical implications though that are quite worrisome and how the movie intends for you to understand them i'm not clear so it's it, it's worrisome to think like how far are we away from this sort of technology i, I put in the review it's like only fans plus where you <laughs> sort of purchase a woman's skin just like yeah. you purchase a weapon skin on Call of Duty or something like that. Oh, look, I can map this hot chick onto any old meat bag and have my fun. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't think we're that far off from that sort of thing. Oh, we're not. Um, yeah. And I, I guess I question whether this movie romanticizes that or not. We're supposed to believe in this love between Kay and Joy. At least I think we're supposed to believe in it, even though. She's literally a program. She's she's an algorithm programmed to say I love you. But when she says I love you, there's supposed to be some sort of meaning in that. Or maybe my confusion on whether we're supposed to find romance uh, romance in that or not. Maybe my confusion is the point. Maybe it's maybe she is supposed to be convincing in her in her um, confessions of love for him because that's what would entice all of us to buy her as a product or. Yeah, but but also I think you're supposed to question like how is her love any leg- less legitimate than Rachel's or Kay's? Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I-, I could make an argument that this movie wants you to romanticize their love, or I could make an argument that this movie wants you to see the flaws in it, and that's why I struggle with where this this fits because I think the flaws, like the the implications of romanticizing their love, are dire. Uh, if that's what the movie wants for you to believe, but maybe it doesn't. Um, or maybe the message is the opposite that this sort of technological advancement always carries costs with its benefits. Uh, and those costs have to be weighed against moral considerations. Um, the last point I'll make <laughs> some of the set pieces. Um, this, th- did you notice the statues in the Vegas ruins? 
you got these like naked women on their knees, mouths open, that kind of stuff. No. Oh my God. Um, and, and if you, if you do what Decker did in the original movie and you stop enhance and zoom in, you have even more graphic statue depictions in the background. We're talking like really? full on pornography statues. Oh, I and I understand that the movie is not telling me that that's good. I understand the movie is telling me that, that this perversion and destruction of the relationship between men and women creates ruin. It doesn't create paradise. That said, I thought that some of these statues were so silly and so over the top that they kind of came off like a joke rather than a serious, ominous philosophical point. And, and, and again, oh, maybe right. I, I, yeah. I second guess myself because I think, well, here I am saying these statues are ridiculous. Give our society until 2049. Uh, there will yeah, be we'll even be more ridiculous idols worshipped. Our society will probably be ruined in far worse ways. Um, as I, I wrote in the review, at least this sculptor got the female form right. Okay, the, the, the statues <laughs> in 2049 are going to be obese trannies. They're going to be obese trannies. Yeah. Obese trannies. So maybe I'm being too critical. And <laughs> I, I gave it a three. Uh, I gave it a three because okay. I thought that the it was a much more interesting presentation than the original um, all around concept execution effects. Had the same slow pace, same boring robot characters to me, and some weird aesthetic choices that uh, were common in the first movie. I think I think that that held it back from greatness for me. But uh, I, I will not change my rating. It does get a three. Okay, I'll allow it. But I'm even second guessing that a little bit after talking through it, because of course my measure for movie value to me is how much it causes me to think about it after the fact and as you can tell i thought about this movie quite a lot so maybe i was unfair but i don't change once the review is is stamped i don't change it so it's a three interesting we disliked it and liked it for entirely different reasons Hmm. but you had the same review or rating maybe that is mark a mark of a good movie too the fact that I just this movie was very schizophrenic to me. I I loved parts of it and I hated parts of it. So I, I just kind of even now. <sighs> well, let's see what the uh, the audience thought. I bet they Maybe. liked it. Um. Yeah. The early vote. Uh, well, it's kind of an even split. You have a quarter giving it a four, a quarter giving it a one. So plenty of hate, <laughs> and a quarter giving it a three. So people are much like the first one. Seems okay. like people are kind of polarized about it. So I must be wrong. The correct answer is five or one. You have to pick one, just like the first one. Isn't that weird though? Because we went five and one on the first one. Yeah. You gave it a five. I I gave it a one. And we we did meet in the middle in this case. We evened out. Interesting that result. That is interesting. Yeah. Next week's movie is Amadeus. Yes. I have seen that movie, no joke, thirty times. I gather it's some sort of movie about mozart is it a musical no no okay some sort it's of three it, hours long though so ugh, i can't do this i'm gonna you're, I'm gonna, you're gonna have to i'm gonna institute a cap i'm not doing this anymore all right this well i'll figure it out it's worth it. uh after that the remaining nominees for january from movie picker ross are the grand budapest hotel vertigo blue velvet whiplash the hunt that would be the 2012 danish movie not the 2020 satire we just watched or already watched a few months ago, Sunset Boulevard, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. Wildcard did almost win last week, so we might have a wildcard selection and get something off the list if the trend huh. continues. But if you have an opinion on that, head on over to the movie review uh, this week, linked in the description, and vote. And speaking of, 
If you would like to read my movie reviews, if you'd like to comment how wrong I am or submit your own rating or vote for the next movie or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Time to catch up with chatters. Sure. I'm actually going to have to reload. Are you ready? Yeah, I, I remember where we left off. Uh, we're good on DLive as well. Thank you guys tuning in over on DLive. Next up was Boogeyman917. Happy New Year to my favorite podcast duo. Happy New Year, Boogeyman. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for supporting. Lazarus Rex says the same people laughing at Tate's arrest because, well, that's what he gets for being a human trafficking rapist are super quiet on the fact that Epstein's guest list is still sealed. Yeah, I yeah. I think it's um exactly. I think it's totally fair to compare the two. Um I just don't want to I just don't want to fall into the trap of of thinking that you have to that comparing the two means you have to also defend Tate's honor, I suppose. Yeah. Which you don't. But uh Moist Farts is back again. If you're going to ditch the flannel, I like the alternative. My compliments to Ping Two on her judgment. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas with your with your white offspring. Well, thank you. CZ75 or the SIG365. Well, I've not shot the CZ75, although I am a fan of CZ in general. Big fan of the Scorpion specifically. But uh, I'm, I'm also a big fan of the 365. So based on my experience, I would say the 365, but I, I, I don't have a problem with CZ. Um, I, does does moist farts know something yes um i was gifted this fine spider-man pointing shirt by my wife for christmas it's all it's just <laughs> spider-man pointing all over it like ray apps pointing at an fbi agent on january 6th that is so cute and, um, what a good present yeah and so she well we thought yeah. it would be a good idea to model it on the show that uh, is really spot on usually when men dress or when women dress their husbands they like make them too faggy but that's like really <laughs> striking a good balance not like faggy me. enough this time <laughs> no it's like yeah. the the 10 percent gay which is how every man should look oh well all right i'll take it uh thank you moist farts hillbilly <laughs> deluxe says spider-man shirts you get that for christmas looks good but it's odd to see without a trusty flannel um i suppose yeah maybe Riot. i don't know maybe i've gone too far this time but yes you're right everyone's got it exactly correct it was indeed a christmas gift and i'm proud of it uh jonathan is up next you got it or you want me to keep going sure um jonathan says with jonathan prezios welcome back guys guess what i got my wednesday nights off now i may start trying to call in wednesday nights might have to be drunk at least for the first time well <laughs> well we look I think everybody that calls in is drunk don't worry i i'm told it does help so <laughs> we love you go ahead and try very it. special Us or them uh, any anybody involved <laughs> thank you jonathan and uh this happy new year Simpson since 1990. After doing research, I've learned that there have to be 13 players in the NFL history with the last name Gay. Two are currently active players. Ergo, Blonde was right. Football is gay. Happy New Year's, guys. That's not the only reason. The uh, the Rams' current kicker is Matt Gay. Uh, no relation. <laughs> are you the one that told me to look up that picture of that guy like sticking his finger in the other dude's beard? Yeah, we did that on the stream. Was that last oh, okay. week? Okay. Yeah. I was trying to think um, it was my husband. Yeah, Gay. Totally there was a gay. great clip the other week when or a great moment the other week. I think it was the Packers playing the Rams and Joe Buck was on the call. And when Matt Gay was kicking a field goal, he just shouted gay because <laughs> <laughs> that's his name. 
Uh, gay Phoenix th- Jr. Yeah, um, Gay made it, I believe. I don't the the Packers won that game, but but Gay did make his kicks. I just feel bad. That there was also William Gay, who I'll remember because Adrian Peterson trucked him in the 2009 season, and there was this unfortunate photo of him being run over by Adrian Peterson, and you can see his jersey just says Gay on it on the back. Oh, no, I just feel bad for those guys. It's like you didn't necessarily choose this, but you got to be extra tough because of it. You know? That's true. Yeah. What do you do? Do you change your name if your name is just straight up gay? No, you just got to be extra straight. If you're in if you're in sports, it says gay on the back of your jersey. If you join yeah. the military, it says gay right yeah, on your you uniform. Gotta, you have to play smear the queer. You have to kick the shit out of every gay person. Yeah, you just got to be extra tough. Yep. Uh, Danny from Montana. Happy New Year's to everyone. Be the change you want in your life and become the best version of yourself. Andrew Tate is a piece of shit. Big Bear has talked about him and called his this arrest months ago. Oh, really? I should ask him. Something Hitlery. Joggers gonna jog. <laughs> Thank you. He said the J word. He did. Wow. Um, um, Big Bear referring to Owen Benjamin. Yeah. Barry uh, Texan. Matt and I have never made anything. Blonde and I could make hate. First time I've gotten to watch it live. Best wishes for 2023 to all. Glad you got to share this new year with us. Happy New Year. Thank you, Barry Texan. N word faggot. Uh, how dare you, low life crackers, try to interpret them? <laughs> The jibber jabber of my Waffle House warriors. It's the language of decolonization is all you need to know. Happy New Year's. He said the N word. <laughs> he came close at least. I'm always wow. worried I'm going to reverse those and say one and not the other. Zach Log the Great. I got really excited when I found out someone had made a grinder for gay men. Then I found out it was just a dating app for more deep thoughts. Look up Zach Log the Great on YouTube. Bitshoot Odyssey. Love the show, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Zach Log. And, and good luck with your own production as well. Um, Laurel says, may you live in interesting times as a Chinese curse. I think we're there. Let's make the most of it. I say bring on 2023. I know. He's, I do miss got boring our times. You know, yep. interesting times have been fun, but I'd like a, a boring, predictable year at, at least once. No. Why? <laughs> I, uh, it's going to get too interesting really quickly. Yeah, really. John, just want to point out that Alberta has started fighting back against Justin Trudeau's unconstitutional gun grabbing. These are the leaders we need in the USA. Now is up to the, now it's up to the people to stand behind these leaders. They will be called the bad guys. That is true. Hmm. That is true. I think well, we got I, a lot of those in the United States, though. There's a lot of uh, well, Alberta seems like a cool place. Uh, of course, yeah. it's just north of my state, Montana, and. Uh, I've wanted to venture up to, you know, go hang out in Calgary or go hang out in like Banff seems really cool. Lake Louise, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, I haven't been cool. able to in recent years because I am technically not allowed in Canada because of my pure blood status. Although I think they've revoked those rules now. I think you can you can go ahead and go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we could just orchestrate some kind of uh, there. There I go using the word orchestrate. See, you maybe did Ray it. Epps has a point. We could organize <laughs> some kind of swap with Canada they can, you know, they can keep, uh, they get California and Oregon and Washington. We get Alberta, okay. something like that. I like it. Figure it out. I like it. Uh, do you want to read a few? Yeah. Whiskey noodle says, uh, got to tell my family on Christmas. My wife and I are expecting our Aww. second child. Hope you both had a, a good Christmas as well. Well, that is what matters. All the best to you and your family. Merry Christmas. Happy new year. Glad to hear it. Rand says January 2022 was pretty interesting in Ottawa. Waiting to see what 2023 has to offer. Happy New Year and God bless you both from Luke in Ottawa. You may recall 
He was the guy wearing the show T-shirt on the street with Viva Fry oh, during the yes. uh, the trucker yes, yes, protest, yes. which is already a year ago. Man, that seems like good lord. Seems like not too long ago, but yeah, that was a year <sighs> ago. All the truckers and uh, and their fight with Justin Trudeau. So uh, thank you for uh, for your support for the show and uh, happy New Year, Rand. D Mackey says at my Orthodox church, our daily liturgy includes. Uh, prayer at the end a prayer for an end of war in ukraine this week however it changed to prayer for the persecuted orthodox church of ukraine zelensky is evil interesting that was uh we were talking about that was that last week where they're going after that church because they say it has connections to moscow and i don't know what they have done in recent weeks but they were from what i read zelensky was was trying to i guess stop activity at that church in general I don't know if there was any success in that effort or not, but that's interesting. So the church has shifted from, I guess those aren't mutually exclusive. You can pray for an end to the war in Ukraine. Yeah. While also condemning the crackdown on churches. It's not like, yeah, I, I I suppose it'd be unfair to call that like a reversal because it's not, but it is interesting how, uh, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe perspectives on, on that change a little bit when you look at some of those specifics. Um, Anyway, another thing on the Ukraine um, stuff that we talked about last week, because we did briefly mention the attire choice of mm-hmm. Zelensky. Right. Um, and as I mentioned at the time, it's not that's like a, a distant secondary point for me. The thing that was I'm much more offended about how much money we're sending to this country than I am about whether he wears the right clothes when he accepts the money. I did see a picture and I full disclosure, I didn't do my due diligence to make sure that this was a that this meeting was this week or extremely recently, but relatively recently Zelensky, at least in the context of the war, if I understand correctly, Zelensky went to meet with Klaus Schwab and wore a suit. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm check my homework on that because I want to make sure that, or check my, what's the word? Just check my work in general. Make sure my, I have the timeline correct, but did, did Zelensky go to meet Klaus Schwab in a suit during the Ukraine war? But when he showed up to Congress, he had to wear his military fatigues. If that's correct, really has the power. If that's correct, that is interesting. Uh, Nordic gold. I've watched you guys since the beginning and I'm thrilled that you're still here. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So are we. Uh, thoughts on Mr. Medicare. He had his final stream last night. His health has gotten worse and he needs to focus on that. I don't Aww. know anything other than I saw what I saw was Lauren Southern tweeting her well-wishing and Aww, I saw people so responding. Is, he has cancer, doesn't he? That's what I saw people saying, though. I, I don't know the specifics, uh, well, but if, be on if, my prayers. yeah, of course, if that's the case, uh, he certainly has made his mark on the internet and, uh, and, um, well, obviously his health is more important. And so I hope he does focus on that. I hope he does get better. And uh, I hope he's able to return when that happens. But uh, but I don't know any more specifics on that. I wouldn't be able to say any. I wouldn't be able to add any mm-hmm. particular insight. Thank you, yeah. Nordic Gold. We are glad that you're still here as well. Thank you for that. Citizen 7 says, The fact that Kevin McCarthy has been vigorously defending Ray Epps tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> is that true? McCarthy has his pro fed, 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 fed. Long Dong is up next. You want to take that one? Sure. Um, Happy New Year's, guys. I ended up going to see the second Avatar movie yesterday. Initially, as an excuse, get out of the 40 degrees Celsius heat for three hours. 
and found I enjoyed it more than the original. Sometimes sequels can surprise you like 2049. Hmm. I just assume that Avatar is going to be hot garbage like the last one. I'm not going to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's trash. And plus, James Cameron had a bunch of stupid comments about removing a, a gun scene or something from the movie. And so I have no desire to go see it. Uh, but maybe someday I will see it and I will have a, a change of heart as you have long dog, John. Uh, I, I, I have no reference for what 40 degrees Celsius is. And I know that down under it's actually your summer, which explains the heat, but it's a uh, 104 Fahrenheit. So oh I suppose gosh. if I had to sit in a hundred plus degree weather or go watch avatar, I might choose avatar. Also, that's true too. I might too. Uh, Jonathan Patios. He was getting rid of the car by having his dad pick it up. Hmm. The phone call is clearly fake. It's stupid. This is just someone guessing. Um, that's probably true. But uh, he didn't get he didn't ditch the car. He drove it cross country hmm. from yep. literally like the two furthest places in the country. We uh, and, and yeah, we don't have confirmation that the call to the to the stream is authentic. What we have is someone who knew him in high school saying, yeah, that's definitely his voice. And his, his so, dad didn't pick the car up. He drove the car to his dad's house from Washington to Pennsylvania. He said his dad was planning to pick it up. So maybe there was some sort of plan oh, to get rid of it okay. that didn't okay. that wasn't realized. But Nicholas thank H. you, Jonathan. Um, the James Younger sounds like the John Money experiments when they transitioned one sibling, but not the other. Both of those siblings are now dead. One brother of suicide. Yep. People should look into that. John Money. Um, Brom says might be one of the last times they can watch your show uh, live for a little while blonde looking better than ever thank you i appreciate it um let's see brom also said if i'm not mistaken he runs or has run a campsite himself uh called himself a what has run a campsite called himself a gangster and a pimp and converted to islam this must be about tate i know he converted to islam that seems to be true um, if he's referred to himself as a pimp in this context, I mean, that's uh, somewhat accurate. based on what I understand. It seems like that would be a, a, an applicable title. If you are organizing, uh, facilitating the virtual prostitution of women. Yeah, that's, that's basically what's going on. You get a commission based on the sales. Yeah, that's that's what you would call it. Um, Chubby Chubby, I saw a report on the Tate raid that several remaining authorities refuted the pizza box claim that they had been planning the raid for weeks prior to the execution. I would also, I also believe that it know. could be completely coincidental. It, it's not impossible, and they're not confirming that as of now. But Greta is taking credit for it. <laughs> Greta tweeted uh, something about like you know, make sure to hide your pizza boxes on your stream or something like or on your video, you know. Um, it, it's, t it, it could be completely coincidental and there is in fact, no, um, no global uh, globalist powers that be that are involved in this whatsoever. I mean, it, it would appear that there, it, it's certainly plausible to think that criminal activity happened here. It's also plausible to think that they were plotting or planning a raid for some time, considering they've already done the raid as recently as April. I don't know. I, th this is one of those cases where it, it could conceivably go it, it could you could believe that that the greta involvement is purely coincidental has nothing to do with this and he committed crimes that justify the raid you could also believe that he pissed off the globalist elite who wanted to see him punished on whatever terms they can drum up yeah. the only way i'll know is when i see the evidence that applies to the crimes they allege that he committed and we haven't well, seen we the won't even yet. know even then people fabricate evidence all the and time maybe. we're never gonna know 
Um, fractal insides. I wish conservatives would stop slobbering over this take guy. Are they? I'm so out of the loop. There's a lot of uh, defense of him on Twitter for the reasons that that we've discussed and you've described where it's like, well, if the if the wrong people are attacking him, he must be defended on that basis. Or if the wrong people are attacking him, he must have something of value. Yeah, I mean, Uh, I, I get I get somewhat tribalist instincts in this environment. Um, I have them, too. Yet I don't feel like running to his defense. He he's I don't think that he's the image of masculinity that we should be seeking to uphold. That's what it is. It's not all these claims. It's that he's not actually masculine. He's LARPing as a masculine man Hmm. because of his chin. Oh, my gosh. This is all about his chin, isn't it? But have you seen his cars? I don't care because a weak chin is the mark of a man with low testosterone. Are you trying to be funny? Yeah. Daniel Yeager says, uh, Matt, you got a mention from Phil Labonte, Labonte or Labonte of all that remains on Sargon's stream yesterday. Well, that's very kind. Um, uh, and I appreciate that. I'll have to check it out. And thanks for letting me know. Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, did I incompetent hands also says, uh, I was blackpilled for 2023, but blonde's top has lifted my spirits. Wow. Appreciation for both of our wardrobe choices today. Matt, are you covered in Spider-Man? Happy New Year's, guys. Uh, New Year's, guys. Yes, it is Spider-Man pointing in every direction, identifying other feds. Where did she even get that? That's a deep cut. It's uh, it's available in an online store. Yeah. JVal90 says, Tate's public comments seem to be him doing public... What's that word? How do I pronounce it? Mm, Oh, public penance? Penance? Am I getting that right? Penance. Okay, penance. I thought I was having another epitome moment. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to say it incorrectly. And yes, I know it's epitome. Don't send me an email. Uh, Public penance for his cam girl business. I think the saddest Mm. part is where the good guys saying the obvious stuff that Tate is saying. Yeah, that I... That if you believed in the the men's self-help stuff that is supposed to be the theme of all of this, that you should live a life that upholds those values. And like Sargon or you. I mean, there are lots of people out there saying this stuff. Um, well, I, but I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not doing the kickboxing stuff. I'm not kicking enough guys in the face while doing it. I need well, to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Logan Orr says, uh, I detest Tate and the likelihood he, <laughs> Logan, Logan's always got to be. <laughs> what is he saying? The likelihood that he, um, uh, and works for the feds, but after spending lots of time in Eastern Europe, I could see this as a way to shake a, a rich, unpopular person down for a massive bribe. Well, maybe mm-hmm. part maybe. of what he said, he said that when he was talking about Romania and I was listening in, he said, um, he believes that Eastern Europe is less corrupt than other parts of the West, but the corruption that is there is more transparent. So he appreciates that there aren't any illusions about corruption. He's, if I understood him correctly, he was saying basically there aren't any places that aren't corrupt. So you want to live in a country like Romania where, you know, there's light corruption. Like if I want to get out of my speeding ticket, I can offer that is exactly what my friend just moved here from Russia. And so yeah. I was talking to her about this and she got a doctor. She paid a doctor like $20 to squirt the vaccine in the trash. And she's like, this good thing about Russia, we uh, have corruption. We can use it. When we- Considerate corruption. That's very nice. That's that's what he was talking about. Um, thank you, Logan. 
Uh, it could be. I mean, I, I, it, yeah. it could be. He's he's very well to do. He has 33 cars with lots of emissions. So there's a lot to shake down. Knuckle, hunky, buck. I said it correctly. Being openly gay does make someone more qualified to fill a seat in Congress or otherwise. <laughs> you know, that, that took me a second. That took me a second. Knuckle, hunky, buck. But I... You you delivered, as always. Brown39 uh, says, I want this guy to stay in office for the lull. <laughs> well, if we're going to do Fetterman, I guess why not have the, uh, the, the, the gay, lying, not Jewish guy, uh, George Santos. Why not just complete the clown show? Semper Ad Meliora says, have you heard the Fed is testing a so-called crypto dollar to replace hard currency? So we'd have an invisible unit of value based on a fiat currency based on gold we don't own. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's all the problems with the dollar just digitized so they can track it. Awesome. This, this sounds amazing. I, I can't wait. Maybe the new year will bring us that. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan Prezio says, uh, well, I don't even know. Uh, well, I didn't even know it, but this guy represents me. Lol, you know... You know what? I don't lie, but I don't care about his lies. He needed to lie on his resume to get even to run or to even get to run. Let's see how he votes. <laughs> well, I suppose. Do you want? All right. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. If they're all liars anyway, might you want the liar who obstructs the chief liar of them all? If, if we're doing if we're going to do the lie wars, don't you want to win at the lie wars? Well. Oh, and are the law yeah. are the lie wars avoidable i'm playing devil devil's advocate against myself because i want nothing to do with the lie wars but as i have to accept all these inconveniences about the real world it's like if there's this much depravity uh what's a little more depravity george yeah Santos? i i can hear that if you yeah. can't beat them join them but uh i don't know i i have my skepticism though on on is this guy seriously going to to lie his way into Congress to suddenly become a principled champion of conservative values. Is that what we're about no. to watch? No. I have my doubts. No way. It's not going to happen. We'll give him a fair chance, I guess. Chubby Stubby says, Santos is correct. He's he's done nothing different from any other politicians. He just got caught and ran as a Republican. Those the he lies represents, were bigger and more easily provable. Like you want to lie about things that people can't prove, like an experience that you had before people had cell phones or something. Well, I, I think that that's I'm not disputing that point, but I will also say I don't doubt that the New York Times took a certain level of skepticism with this guy that they probably wouldn't take wouldn't if have. he had a different letter next to his name. So for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Chubby Stubby continues. Those he represents have morals, unlike the left. Dems have verified criminals still in Omar Schiff Pelosi. Um, yeah, I, I, I certainly Grant the point that if we were to take a list of the worst members of Congress on moral terms, that I don't think Santos is in the top 10 even. Um, but I also am not going to overlook the fact that he uh, persuaded people to vote for him based on lies. It's yeah. not that he's the worst guy in Congress necessarily. It's that he deceived the people who voted for him. And tricked them so that he could get there. And I guess if I wanted to see any, if I could see any resolution in this case, me personally, what I, what I think would be fair, maybe is there a way just to have the vote again? And I know that grants the premise that the vote is completely legitimate and would never be fortified in any way. But let's say that that's the case, that 
the vote is completely legitimate. If you can show me that 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 the electorate knows about his lies and it doesn't bother them, they still want him to go to Congress and represent them. I have less of a problem with that. My my big problem is that he lied to them and and I could argue stole their votes on false premises yeah. and is going to take that office anyway. That that's my problem. If the people in Long Island don't care, well, I I respect their right to decide who represents them, even if I think it's foolishness. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you, Chubby Stubby. You want to take over, Danny the tranny? Sure. Uh, <laughs> the younger story tranny? is tragic. Doctors might be pushing transitioning too hard. Of course. In fact, I tried to tell the staff I was having second thoughts during my surgery, but the doctor. Just cut me off before I could finish. Ayo. So Danny, the tranny's not a real tranny. You had me for a a second. I know. I know. All right. Um, Amish extremist blonde. Are you going to invest in red letter media's factory sealed and graded VHS tape of Nuki? No, I guess I haven't been watching enough red letter media. Hmm. Do you love them? What Uh, is Nuki? I don't know. This this is a sealed sealed VHS tape is a rare commodity regardless, but Nuki is apparently some terrible movie about aliens from the eighties. Was it on best of the worst? Probably. Maybe, maybe that's the context. Um, chubby stubby hoax. hate the paint goes fairly high up the side of the house. Depends on the height of the homeowner. Curious, no real life info on her. Yeah. You wonder, I guess I didn't think about the placement of the paint either. Griff nizzle. Blade Runner gets a one and this abortion gets a three. Masterful troll, sir, but the jig is up. The whole segment has been an excuse to mess with the audience from the beginning, has <laughs> No. Oh, my God, bro. I, yes. I don't. I am not the George Santos of movie reviews. I have integrity, honesty, decency. But actually, um, sincerely speaking, I, I'm not. I don't I don't I wouldn't say if I know if I'm a majority or not. But there are a lot of people who like 2049 more than the original or like them both quite a lot. That's not that uncommon. There are a lot of people that like them both quite a lot. Yeah. Um, who is next? I decided to reload. Oh, Preston Oxenhurst says any chance Epps actually said fuck with them. And the transcriber wrote it down wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe (laughs) that's correct. Where Smith doesn't understand these have happened. I E L G Brandon. You're probably right on that. (laughs) Yeah. We like to, what was the exact quote? I don't remember. I like to fun with him. So maybe that is what it maybe maybe that's what F said. I like to I like to fuck with him. Yeah. Mess with him. I said orchestrate to mess with him. You're right. I oh. probably should have connected that. But fun. That's it's it seems hard to confuse. No, because we copied and pasted from like a New York Post or something like that. And they had fun with him sick. So they they're getting that from the transcription. They're saying yeah. That yeah, error is part of the, the transcript. The transcript. Yeah, 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 the transcript. Um, so the whoever we have to find the person who did the transcription, figure it out. A uh, Griffin is also breaking your own cannon. Lack of blades, almost no running. How is this not a wall? <laughs> That's true. The, very little just, running. Just like the flight of the phoenix, Blade Runner is a wildly inappropriate title. I think I actually didn't I mention that in the first one that Blade Runner is uh, like. It's not that. There's no blade and no running. It's just an entirely unclear term. What the hell does that mean? Who oh, no. knows? It's provocative. Um, Aria <laughs> yeah. says, I do not see Avatar 2. The inconsistency in the story will drive you insane. 
and it's well over three hours long. Also went to see it to escape the heat. Is it possible that it's box office success is just because of a heat wave <laughs> in Australia only? Yeah. In Australia, although we had a we had it was really know, cold, sub zero temperatures here. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's part um, of it. Bill Bates. If Sean Penn had another Oscar to give Zelensky, do you think that <laughs> the Zog of Ukraine could get by? Can we say that? A, a Zog? I don't know. Zelensky? Uh, surely you can say Zog. Uh, All right. Could get by another 50 billion rather than 100 billion? Maybe. It's got to be Sean Penn, though. It has hmm. to be Sean Penn. Um, hasn't he done funny business in other countries, Sean Penn? I don't know. I don't know. He did some weird stuff in Haiti, I think. Well, everyone's done weird stuff in Haiti. That's true. My That's One true. of my favorite uh, pieces of tinfoil is that the Obama girl, we know that that Barack and Michael Robinson can't have biological children because of, you know, on account of Michael Robinson's, otherwise known as Michelle Obama's giant swing. They took leaner. sperm from her giant labia. And then used right. a do- and used donor eggs. That's what they no, did. no. They stole their children from Haiti, <laughs> and uh, that's how they came to be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Malia looks like she's Somalian or something. Well, there, there's another theory too, because there are these uh, parents. There are these friends of the Obamas, and they both look a lot like the Obama girls. So maybe they just borrowed them from. Friends we'll give theirs. them back in 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark Duquesne. Andrew Tate is an octoroon. Wait, can, can I say that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I said that before. Ones. His observations and philosophy on optimal manliness make a the lot N-word. more sense. You know what the N word is? <laughs> it's only applicable to joggers and partial joggers. <laughs> partial joggers. Speedwalkers. <laughs> Buddy with an H. Welcome back. If you haven't seen the San Francisco cyclist screaming about an ambulance in the bike lane, look it up when you're able. I saw it. It's hilarious. I've been recruited to the cause. Side note, I uh, feel like the Yellowstone, a non-shaman. Trust the plan. I'm discouraged. Did you see that video? I've not, but that sounds like something I need to view immediately because it's uh, a highly entertaining, totally hysterical. I assume it confirms my worldview about cyclists. No, it's from a cyclist. And, well, yes. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but she's just going ballistic because an ambulance to load somebody in the ambulance is parked in the bike lane. And she's and like, she's you're pissed. killing us. Yeah. She's totally hysterical. killing the cyclists. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. This, that sounds, yeah, that sounds like something I need to see. Uh, you know what I, I did watch reload, I the other, the other night, um, movie I saw voluntarily, uh, which is, which is rare. Cause usually our movie time is devoted to the movie review segment. Uh, we yes. watched the Northman. Did you wanted, like it? Um, yeah, it was it was it was good. If I were to rate it for the show, I would probably put it in like the three point five range. That's, it um, was no The Witch, and then of, I like I hate incest plot lines. I just and, hate it. Like, and the, there's almost was, no reason to do that. The drug visions were a little bit too yeah. much for me. My wife was like, "Are these just white Indians? Like, what what is this, what is this about?" Dream sequences and, and hallucinations are almost always a mistake. Yeah, and it was a little overdone. Um, but every time I I saw these, you know, all these Viking shaman and stuff, I'm thinking like th- these guys look like they they just got out of the capital on January 6th. This is where <laughs> the guy got his inspiration was in the yeah. Northmen. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're good. Would you reload though, just to make sure? I also read the criticism or some criticism that it was an all white cast, which people it's have the audacity. Vikings. What? It's like 13th century or uh, I, I forget exactly when it happens, but it's a long time ago, Scandinavia. And 
the criticism I read said that that is historically inaccurate, that actually there were black people and other, uh, other people of other races throughout Scandinavia at the time. So whatever the producers made a conscious decision to make the cast all white, which was hateful in intent. I think we are, uh, we're all set. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, Knuckle Hunkybuck also says, Speedwalkers is one of the funniest things you've ever said, Matt. From now on, this is a term I shall use for partial joggers. Well, if it gets your approval, you are the joke master of the chat. So I will take that compliment. Uh, appreciate it. Well, we are all set. Anything else you have to say before we're out of here? Nope. A fun show. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it as always, guys. Thank you for your contributions in the chat. Thank you for your super chats. Thank you for the rest of your commentary and uh, trying to educate us on who the hell Andrew Tate is and what we're supposed to make of this entire controversy. Um, If you would like more to listen to, uh, you can find that on the audio platforms of the show. You can find some of Blonde's interviews, replays of the call-in show, some other stuff you might not find on YouTube, linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. Matt Christensen, not the homepage, the podcast page, but the website is mattchristensenmedia.com. I'm you get it. Two and a half hours. Mattchristensenmedia.com <laughs> is the point. The other point is, thanks for making 2022 as successful as it could be. Here's hoping 2023 is even more successful. Thanks for being a part of it. We will catch you next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press, it is the Mad Blonde Show. Good night. Bye guys.